Good afternoon and welcome to the Hard Luck Show. I'm your certified, qualified West Side host, Steve Lucky Luciano. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. You've tuned in to the greatest show on earth. It's the Hard Luck Show coming at you live from the bunker in Southern California. My co-host, my partner, my right-hand man. Bone, American Indian, Southern Californian, elegant barbarian, and the Sultan of Swing. What you know about uh, that, Big Left? What you know about that? Yeah, come on. Yeah. Big Left. What you know about Dire Straits, homie? Come on. You feel alright. Yeah. Oh, that's got to be like 70s. what? Yeah, 82. 82. My year. And on sound, old blue eyes himself, Sean Lewis. Yeah. yeah. Certified audio professional. Yeah. For the hard luck show. A lot of mayonnaise. In yeah. There, Lots of mayonnaise all over the sound mic. God fucking love. Which yeah. one is that one? Yeah. Damn, dog. Yeah. All right. Which one is yeah. that? Yeah. Yeah. One? yeah. You guys got to ease up on a little bit, man. Yeah. Double down like that. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Cruising down the street in my city. Who we got in the studio? Come on, brother. Went to the park to get the scoop. Knuckleheads out there, cold shooting. Oh, Where's It's all about making that GTA. Cause the boys in the hood are always high. You come talking that trash, let me pull your card. But to be legit, don't quote him, boy. Lepke ain't said shit. Hey! Motherfucker, original gangster, motherfucking Lepke, what's that real What's up, Lep? What's up, G? What up, Lep, dog? 3,400, no tours, no audio. Fix his mic. His mic is stuck on his stomach, bro. Big Lepke's mic. He's like... God, He's God. like breastfeeding the mic. <laughs> Big right. Lep was breastfeeding the on, mic. He was. <laughs> yeah, that's the hey, audio guy. You, snoop, sir. Yeah, go ahead, brother. How are you feeling today? Oh, I'm done. I'm feeling. What'd you good. do? What's the first thing you did when you woke up this morning? First thing I did you when know? I woke up this morning uh-huh. was I fucking got up real quiet because the baby and the mama were sleeping in the bed. How's the baby oh. doing, dude? Let me tell you something. I want to hear about the baby. Big T, Big T, Little Tigra. I, 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 I like children. Oh, dude, Little Tigra. 
Her Indian name is Sansanawat. Well, that's a cool name. Hey, Lucky was there when she yeah. got the name. Yeah. So it was old Blue Eyes. Mm. Sansanawat. She Sansana is White. doing so fucking good. In fact, yesterday, no, the day before, she had her first class of Chinese immersion. I saw that. Wow, what's she, that? She, it's a, she, they, mama and the baby go down to this immersion. school and they start teaching them Chinese. Mm. And so she knows how to say goodbye now. She's like, side 10. Side 10. Side 10. Side 10. And she's three? She's two. 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 All right, all right. And I came home right. and she was like, ni hao. Mm, I'm right, like, hey, right. that's my little fucking, that's, that's my, that's, I'm related to that. This is a yeah. little smart as a whip. And I just gave her my old iPad and I gave her uh, a bunch of little fucking toddler game things on it. And she's, I gave her my hard drive. <laughs> <laughs> laptop. I gave her my old truck. She's yeah. Like, no, so she's doing so good, bro. She's she's uh, amazing. And then when I say that, I don't really say that as like no no parents say that. You know what? Let, Why do they use that terminology? The terrible twos. I don't know. They, you know what? If you listen, it almost every age sucks to somebody. Like they're like, oh, terrible twos, and no, like, no, it's all good. And then they go, ah, oh, but wait for the three when they turn three. Then somebody tells you, well, you got a daughter, wait till she's fourteen, right. and, yeah, yeah. and, and then it's like, oh, they're thirty-two, and they're still. Right. I'm like, well, so maybe it's your perspective. Do you think, uh, Vanessa? Do you think it's easier to? Raise? Oh, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let, 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 oh, I'm gonna yeah, ask yeah, that yeah. question, but we gotta get, okay. we gotta introduce, oh, we gotta let everybody know production right first. Yeah, we gotta <laughs> let everybody know, ladies and gentlemen. Flying in on a Harrier jet, yes. Um, from the hospital, still in scrubs, still in scrubs. Got a in hot scrubs. LV coming down. Right, she's coming in. She's got her own podcast that she's hatching. She's got a whole thing. She came in with her. She's with got her. a great big boyfriend. Yeah, she's got a. She got a security. She got, her head of security yeah. came oh, with her. She big got lab. security. One oh, thing is, he some, gave she's me, secure. He already gave me the rules of how I'm supposed rules to talk to Rules of engagement, oh, right, right, bro. Right. And I'm like probably. Uh, uh, here we go. I mean, yeah, come on. Look at that. Sean, look at that smile on that face. Look at it. Yeah. Let kid. Never seen. Left's clicking his heels. He's jumping up and clicking his heels. Uh, so, uh, Vanessa, you know, when I called you to do the podcast, you know who answered the phone? I have no idea. Big Lep. What? What? Yeah, that's a true story. Is it? Yeah, why <laughs> yes. were you? Yeah, so. so the phone. <laughs> how did you tame the beast? I didn't even know yeah. he was a beast. He's not, but I mean, he's a little more relaxed than I've seen him before. He's. He's just good energy. He's easy to get along with. Ooh, yeah. yeah. Mr. Exactly. Gentleman. I love that. Yeah. What he said, mm. yeah, I he's like, a, you know, what, my, my grandmother pulled my ear, and, and when I was letting, there was a, a, a woman yeah. and a kid going. I was real young, yeah. and I was trying to, like, overstep that. <laughs> my grandmother grabbed me by my fucking ear and pulled me aside. I was like, what the fuck did I do? She goes, you, f from now on, you always let women and children go through the door first. Right. And that stood with me, man, until oh. this day. Have you had to pull Lepke's ear, Vanessa? I can't reach. <laughs> <laughs> no, I have not. You have not? Mm-mm. Mm -hmm. 
Hmm. What do you think of that? I don't know. What do you think of that? You I, I, I mean, I, 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 I just, You had some questions. I, I, did, some I, good I questions. don't got any questions. Yes, you do. No, I don't. Not at this point, my friend. I that's think, uh, they, I they, you know that's, that's fucking good to know that, that you yeah, finally at one time in my life that I find out you ain't got no fucking clue. Yeah, exactly. Well, yeah, oh, you know what? Yeah, but you're conjuring. You're conjuring some up right at the moment. Uh, I can see your fucking brain. <laughs> it's like a fucking hamster. But wait, look at that. It's like I a hamster wheel. Hold on, hold on. I can't wait to talk about Chumahan's brain because I am. Yeah, Lab. She can't wait to talk about my brain, brother. We know you're smart. No, it's it's a. We'll we'll get there. So that, Why? Uh, what are you Mr. bringing up? And Mrs. Earbuds can understand what I'm saying. I'm yeah. talking about your interview. Uh, yeah. I'm, oh, switch subject. I got to listen to it. Man. Why haven't what you listened it? to it? Like, well, when did it come out, bro? Like, you're acting like it fucking been out for like I a mean, month. Your, 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 your I mean, you're... I ain't on that fucking thing. I, I'm on there when I try to save a motherfucker, which, he didn't, you know, like, I'm going through a lot right now with What's these going fucking on? idiots. What's Ooh. going on, bro? Uh, I'm what trying, is going I'm on? I'm trying to save my homeboy just got shot. You, may, you remember Shark? Remember Sharky? They shot him like eight times. Where's That's Sharky from? From the fucking, South Side? No, he's from he's from over there in Hollywood. Anyway, you, anyway, it doesn't matter if you what hood he's from. They ran up on anyway. So I get a call, uh-huh. and they're like, "Hey, this dude, he's dying, and all this shit." Matter of fact, I, you know, it's like so they're calling me, and then I got this other fool calling me up. Like I got homeboys in TJ, uh-huh. and when I told Wicked, I went down there and saw my homeboy Wicked yeah. try to pull him out. And anyway, so you know what? I'm learning that it ain't really the drugs. It's people don't want to get off the street, bro. So, you know, so I told him, hey, you, we got, I told him, we got 40 that? homies in TJ right now. He goes, what good are they down there? I'm like, yeah, that makes sense. And how about the homie that doesn't come check in with me? I'm doing some ends. I'm like, he cried, bro. Like, it's a big motherfucker. I've never seen this dude. Is always like, he was the one that came to me and goes, I want to get into, you know, whatever. And I go, look, I, you're a good homie. You, you, you're in. He goes, no, but I, I, like, I, I want to fight you. I go, I'm going to fight you. What? Your, I told him, I ain't going to fight your big old ass. You, you, you're in. Just, the homie that just got shot? Yeah, wicked. Yeah, he's okay. a fool, bro. He's in the book. He wanted to, has him in yeah, the, but he wanted to fight you? That motherfucker could fight. I've seen him knock fools out in the fucking car. They say that when he, when, he, when he steps into a dorm, right, whoever has the dorm, that's, that switches up right there. Like, you're on Wicked's program. Wow. Yeah, I've never been in a situation, but I always hear, like, when I'm somewhere, they're like, hey, your homeboy Wicked's upstairs. What is he doing? He's got him up, like, right right when at the crack of dawn, he's got the whole dorm working out. Like, he's like an army dude. Like, he's, right. Like, right, he's like, like a drill like, sergeant. I know. <laughs> <laughs> God damn! Right? God, yeah, I yeah, didn't know you were going through so much. No, it ain't bro. that much. It's, it's what I do, Chumahan. I, you know, my, you know, my motto is I save one life at a time, man. And is that what? what is that what? That's... I'm trying, man. I'm doing my best. Like I stepped up my game. They're, they're, like the media says, the pandemic is getting worse. That's all this bullshit. So what I did was I stepped my game up just a little bit more. You know? Yeah. Mm, you know, I got, a, I, I got, I, I got a new driver. I was explaining to Lucky not yeah. to. He was like, oh, I know what they Wait, wait. No, no, shh. We don't talk too much because we got people listening to motherfuckers talk shit. You mean, wait, wait, what happened to Schmitty? Where's Schmitty? Schmitty's What's doing he... good, man. Is he doing good? Yeah, they're fucking stuck on the fucking bed, right? They're watching <laughs> Law and Order. Doing good means they're stuck on the bed, not complaining. All right, watching Stuffing their faces with fucking... No, he uh, was washing the car this morning. Oh! oh. oh. Saving a life, Now he's huh? painting, now he's painting. Yeah. Yeah. Story. Wait, 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 say it again? You guys are bums, but they left and they were washing the car. Yeah, he was wiping. He was wiping the dust off the window. Because okay, he has it. Because he has it. Thank you. Thank you. Wiping the dust off the car no, and no. laying up, feeding his face two different no, things. No, no, they're doing good, man. They're doing All right. Good. All right. How's, uh, uh, how's, um, how's our boy over there? Well, first off, how's his brother? 
How's his twin brother doing? Bizarro. Yeah, they were. Bizarro's doing the same thing he's doing. That's who was outside, That's who was not outside. washing the car. Okay, Schmitty wasn't. Yeah, Schmitty's right now. <laughs> Schmitty's donuts and soda pops up in the room. They don't stop, bro. Who did they die? He had a mini stroke. He hey. didn't stop. You know what? I saw the kid mm. Timmy. Is it Timmy? Big Tim. Dip, Big, Big Tim. Tim. Where'd you see him? I saw Big Tim in a video. Yeah. Did you see that video of him with uh, uh, Johnny? With Johnny Salon? No. no. Oh, yeah, 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 telling him. There ain't no motherfucking ocean deep enough. Ain't no river no. wide enough. What? And he said, so, he, hey, he kind of checked Johnny Salon. Look, look, look. That dude, look, look. Check this out. Hey, what? Listen. Yeah, he got in so, his face. Hey, hey, look. Check this out. So this morning, the refrigerator went out. I heard it last night. Like when okay. I took the phone call, I heard, like loud. I'm like, I can't take that. I went and I gave it a kick. And <laughs> homeboy goes, hey, that ain't going to fix it. No. Yeah, so working. I see it. So I noticed that the temperatures, it's an old refrigerator. It's getting ready to go. So I, first I did, I know a guy who has a refrigerator, but I'm not going to get it. Anyway, so the fucking. <laughs> you know he has an extra TV? No, listen. see how I get all that. No, 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 no. Check it out. Check it out. So what happened? That's part of the hazards. That's no, part no. of the hazards hey, no, of the role. Check it out. So what happened? I, right, so <laughs> I called the owner. You're, Vanessa, you're gonna have a callus on your side. Hey, hey fuck. Hey, no, fuck Johnny Salon. I, oh, call, I called okay. the oh, owner. Go on. What? I called the owner, and I told him, "Look, man. Hey, this. You know this refrigerator is bad. Like, because he, he sends a guy over that knows how to fix it. Right. I go, look. Either send the guy to fix it or buy a new one, man. Right. Best buy. The, yeah. The second. The second statement better than the first. I used right. to like buy a fucking new refrigerator. Right. Like I just collected two thousand or whatever dollars for you this week. Yeah. There's money in there to buy a fucking refrigerator, right? Oh my god. You understand? Yes, I do. Well, find out if somebody could well, do- that, that, donate one. And I'm like, yeah, man, come on, man. So it's like I'm at a point right now where somebody gave me some information, somebody real, real next close to me, yeah. and said, hey, person, places, and things, man, you have no control over none of this shit, you know. And it was like one cool statement, I, and I, I had to like. What do you call when you reevaluate your? And I go, you know what? This is true, man. I ain't got no control over nothing, none of this shit. Let that fucking shit burn. Like Hector used to say, rest in peace. Let this whole motherfucker burn down. All you motherfuckers, you know. Because, you know, it's like, I don't know what's going on. Like, right. I'm, I'm, I'm ready to go in there and just like, but then, then he's going to lose, you know, customers. If yeah. I really go in there and check people out. Like, I got these motherfuckers. I, I open a refrigerator and it stinks. I'm like, you mother... I had to go in every room. This is where you... What are you guys doing today? Uh, I go, you're cleaning these refrigerators out today. That's what you're fucking yeah. gonna do, bro. Yeah. And they're not moving fast enough. And I'm not gonna mention no there. I got one He'd guy. Have a fuck He's man. on the couch. Hey, bro, you... You need me to do anything? I'm like, yeah, just <laughs> just sit your ass there and don't move. He'd have a blood clot if he was where I was at with these guys. Right. Oh, like bro. Hey, just sit your dude. ass. Yeah, you you know talk what? about having to, like, not push the fuck. Yeah. Bro, oh, bro, man. Hey, bro, these, when these, I was... These, these dudes, man, oh. are over here putting Tide fucking dishwasher. <laughs> hey, Vanessa. They're using yeah, you dishwasher the... pods in right, the washing yeah, yeah. machine. Listen, no. Dudes loading up the dryer like right. it's a fucking washing machine. He put hey, the man. clothes in the dryer, and then he tried to fucking pour some fucking detergent where the vent is. Right. I go, what the fuck you doing, man? I seen that shit. I, 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 hey, I seen that. How about, hey, how about I got a homie, right? Like the I homie. Go, where have you been in a fucking shoebox hey, your whole life? Hey, how about this dude? He's getting, look, look, this dude, he, he takes the, the bread yeah. and he butters it and he's getting ready to slide it in the toaster. I'm like, hey, what are you doing, homie? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Right? Like, what <laughs> yeah, the I fuck? I like it melting oh, on it. That's not how it, you do it? I go, nah, man. Yeah. How about you, Vanessa? You got uh-huh. any, any trouble over there? Where you at? I don't like to speak on it. No, no, no trouble. Good, Women yeah. are, I think, a little different for the most part. Mm-hmm. There's been right. some um, 
But I think that the anything that we consider to be like a problem, they've recently left, and mm. since then it's been peaceful. So we're good. I have a group, uh, a man. good group. When it's I was crazy, in, man. Wait, I just want to say it's crazy, so man. Good. Most people are pigs. Go ahead. Uh, I was just gonna say I was in uh, when I went to law school. I worked at places in Malibu, mm. and there was a lady, and I was friends with the housekeeper mm-hmm. in the Malibu, right? Mm. All right, in the Malibu, in the Malibu. Oh, really sweet. Is that, is that the guy that says that commercial? I used to be an addict. No, no, that, no. you know what that is? That's promises. That's promises. And that's a whole bunch of bullshit. Right. It is. I used to think about doing a class action against that guy because he had a book called The Cure for Alcoholism. Right. There's no cure. There is no not a cure. cure. No medical. No. Right. But how can you hold that out and say our, you found our, it? Our, our, our hats are off to you. Uh, no, no, I'm a lawyer. So I was thinking, like, if anybody bought that book, they should get that money back because it's there's well, no let's cure. Start with me. I'll go buy it. I'll go with doing work, and let's do that. Him and Pax. Fuck them. Yep. Sorry, but that's man. not even the program. Right. But it's slow. And uh, Olivia. Olivia. Big old Olivia. She was kind of like a snuffleupagus if a, <laughs> if a snuffleupagus was a person. Yeah. Really beautiful lady, like really nice lady, and she made the greatest fucking Mexican meatball soup. Anyway, mm. she did all the cooking. She did everything. Yeah. A bondiga. You remember right. that? She did everything. Yeah, okay? yeah. Right? And then the owner collected the rent. Right. Right? And th- just uh, at that place, you couldn't kick anyone out. They were making, they were charging 30 grand a room. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. Right. One of the ladies, and Olivia told me, she goes, oh, Chumi. I go, what? Chumi. Samantha. She called me Chumi. I love yeah. it. I go, what? <laughs> she told me, she said, that the that the lady that stays in this one room, she comes from a very wealthy family. Whenever it was Aunt Flo visited, mm-hmm. she would just use washcloths and just throw them uh, on the floor and expect ooh. her to pick it up. Wow! And she she came from money, no. and that's how she was walking around with like eight washcloths all fucked up and left everywhere like mm-hmm. a pig, for sure. Right, all sorts of way out shit. Yeah. And right. you could, and, and and then when I talked to the owner to be like, "Hey, what's going on?" The owner was like, thirty thousand dollars. That's what's going on." That's right, mm. exactly. If the motherfucker wants to fucking <laughs> jump around naked like a chicken, you're gonna sit there and fucking ask him what else they need. <laughs> and I and I'm like, <laughs> so like, what are the consequences? How are they gonna get sober? Consequences. <laughs> Uh, hey, what are the consequences here? Yeah, what are the consequences that you may not have a job yeah. if you ask me that again. <laughs> hey, Sean, get with the program Sean, or keep it moving. Sean, right. who does the cleaning in your house? Uh, both of us. Serious? I yeah. believe that. Yeah. And you got how many kids running around? I got one. Oh, but his one is five. like two. Five. Yeah. A boy. Yeah. I'm gonna tell, right. I'm tell you something, man. You still in yeah. the same spot? Over yeah. by Robertson? Yeah. Cool. I tell you, man, the last couple of relationships, look at the, my my ex wife, the mother of my kids, yeah, bomb. She handled everything. Yeah, we went over to that place that one time, totally clean, beautiful. Where? I don't know. Okay, but <laughs> when but in my relationships, as in the, the after that, I'm the motherfucker. Yeah. I'm the clean one. Yeah. I'm the one that knows how to cook. Right. If I ain't cleaning it myself, I got the cleaning lady that comes in. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But. Man, I don't know about being, you know, I haven't seen it a lot modeled out there, you know? Well, you know, uh, yeah. A lot of these young girls out here, man, they just, man, they're not on boys. There's a lot boys of boys too. that yeah. their fucking mom did everything for them, so now they don't know how to do shit. <sighs> how many, Vanessa, how many guys you seen like that? That don't know how to do shit? Don't know how to do shit because their mom did everything for them. That's crazy. My... Go ahead. Whatever. By one of my recent relationships. Right. It was like, I ain't your mama. 
But you learn how to fold and wash your clothes at a young age, right? Mm-hmm. Unless your mom well, is doing it. Well, I feel bad, right. actually. You know, he did, but he did have a mom that did, like, everything. It's like, you know, and yeah. I, but see, I got a chip on my shoulder about moms because I didn't have one. So right. I had to do everything. Right, right, right. So right. I always have to be like, well, don't be, you're probably putting extra sauce on it, Indian, because you didn't have a mom, so you're fucking all pissed. Shit, I used to keep my mother's house clean so she wouldn't kick me out. Right. I'd be like, what do you want me to do? She's like, you better have everything done. I, I would do it all. All right, yeah. all right, Lep. You know what I always feel like, Lep. This is what I, I'm gonna be honest with you. Mm-hmm. you. I know I do the career. I bust right, your balls. Right. Right. I feel like somebody don't... needs that. You, yeah. No one's gonna do it to you that much. Uh-huh. You're, you're you're an impressive man. You've Thank got a long you. history. So, so no, wait, wait, a long history. You know history what, dog? <laughs> a long history of what, bro? Long you're history an impressive of surviving. man with a long oh, history. Survival. I don't want to hear that shit no more. Why? That little two liner right there. You've used it. Right. Really? Impressive man with a long history. It's yeah, true. We'll move him around a little bit. Right. But it always okay. comes You're together. a man with a long history that's very impressive. <laughs> there you go. All right. There you go. <laughs> you're, hey, you're, 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 you're amazing, bro. Thank you. He is. I am. They, see? See, yeah. I don't chip that's out on it. That's why he's my partner. Right. Yeah. That's okay. why he's my partner. Right. He's hey, you can't amazing. say that nowadays, man. I slipped that. I was on someone. They go, oh, you're gay? I'm right. like, what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Partner. Yeah. Yeah, it's no, not. It's not. It's, it's a terminology. Not, hey, it's not a hey, terminology. You're my life partner. Yeah, unless yeah. you put life in front of it. Oh, you're a life partner? Oh. Yeah, that's my life partner. <laughs> my life We're making a conscious decision to be life coach. Yeah. Yeah. They got life coaches nowadays. Oh, I'm a life coach. I'm certified. Look at that right there. Read right there. I see it. I can read it, man. Can you? They say, hey, but you want to know. I'm a life coach. I'm a certified life coach. It's not the degrees on the wall that make you the man. You know who's people who say that? It's not the it's people who don't, don't have a lot of degrees. degrees. I got some degrees. <laughs> I just, I just. So about the one. degrees on the wall. Listen, nothing makes a man. Nothing makes a human. That, none of it does. Oh, I mean, you're right. No, but you're right. You said uh, so the history thing. Where, 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 where are you going with it? All right. I want to hear. Go on. Let I it forgot out, you. Been. That's good that you forgot it was a lie. Shit. No, it was. Okay, I want to I want to <laughs> Remember that? Yeah, you forgot cuz it was a lie, motherfucker. God removed it for you. <laughs> no, it was good. What were we talking about? Lies. You're about to lie. I was yeah. going to lie. You did tell your little yeah, lies. Lies are over with for right now. Yeah. Hey, my, right. hey, hey, my gun's loaded, man. I didn't come in I didn't come in with an empty pistol. Wait, I need I want to interject. People, He's not shooting blanks. Show up with an empty he pistol. He ain't shooting blanks, uh Lucky. Oh shit. Uh, Whoa! <laughs> How many in the clip, Lep? Yeah, well, at least we're oh, not in Texas. How many Vanessa. in the clip? Oh. I, 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 got the, I, I got the 38 with the 9 millimeter slugs. I don't even know what that means. 38 with 9 millimeter Like pulgo. That's what they like hit me. Pulgo. Yeah. That's what they hit me. Like yeah. pulga. Yeah. Pulga. Pulga. Why like you wait? Pulga. So you remember that, huh? Mm, yeah. What? That's what? a touchy subject. Yeah, I might remember that, bro. You fucking, we recorded it. I mean, like, we talked about it like 20 times. Right on what? I'm not going to say any more than that. I don't know. We don't want to interrupt. See? Because it was a lie, Vanessa. No, it wasn't. (laughs) Oh, no, no, no. She's not lying. The Indian's lying, but she ain't lying. I remember. I remember. (laughs) Because you you pointed to this certificate that I was like, of Mm -hmm. course, you have a certificate for that. Right. Like 5,000 certificates. Mm -hmm. Oh, wow. I literally Mm -hmm. just noticed that. Behind Chumahan, there is two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Framed. Oh, and he has a bunch he hasn't put up, right? Yeah, yeah that's not, not even all. So, but what I was going to say regarding that is people have said, like, okay, well, what it is, like, the hard luck show about, or who's on it, or who right. hosts it. And so I I kind of mastered the description of you guys, Ooh, the trifecta. Well, I want to hear Trifecta. What's that mean? I want to so hear that. So the trifecta is there's three of them the that three come foundation. together to oh, create like the, the trinity. The trifecta. Uh, so I say, trifecta. okay, I like so... 
There, so I have a picture of us that we took here. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, okay. I'm going to explain. So Go ahead. This one, and I'll, and I'll start with Chumahan. Yeah. He said, okay, he's an Indian, and he has, you know, he's highly educated. And before I listened to this interview, I didn't know, like, what schools or anything. But I say, you know, he's a lawyer right. by profession. He has his own law firm. His wife is his partner. Yep. So he is, you know, he has this high... Um, highly educated background, and then I move mm-hmm. over to Lucky, and mm-hmm. I say Lucky has ha, has a story. He's done lots of prison time. He's right. been on the streets. He's right. been involved with gangs. How and he was very involved with Famous Stars and Straps with Travis Barker. Yep, he is a mm-hmm. very successful businessman in his own right. He was and, the keystone at Travis's success. I'll, I'm not afraid to say it. Travis right, wouldn't right, be where right, he right. was if it wasn't for Big well, Steve. Well, I'll tell the you, clothing I, game. I, I heard I'm your, saying clothing, clothing, clothing. I heard I'm not talking about drumming. Clothing. I'm talking about clothing. Stocks podcast. I right, watched it. Right. So I learned a lot from that, too. And right. it's impressive. And so I say, so here you have these two men right. that are both successful in their own rights mm-hmm. and one you know has this formal education the other one is like the streets of of what do they call it hard knocks right yeah right. okay so but they're both educate i mean they're both professional in their own rights they come together and then you present old blue eyes right and what's old blue eyes qualification he's, yeah. he's, he's waiting he's waiting behind all of this because you guys can come together and shoot the shit that's cool but who's yeah. gonna master it who's gonna record it who's that's gonna true. put it out there who's gonna market it right He's the best marketer. I've seen him fuck so some audio. The there would be, <laughs> you know. He's the greatest marketer. Ever. I've, seen him lose, I've seen him lose a whole show in one show. <laughs> like, so, we just It wasn't, it wasn't for, for your hour. sharp and smart marketing <laughs> abilities. We may not even be here. Right. Okay, you're a marketer, too. I, I see. No, it's not. No, no we're, not it's, we're not saying that. We're not saying that. We're just saying that, that it's hard him. to get old blue eyes to stop promoting himself in the show. Right. It's embarrassing. He's he's the silent partner he's for the most silent of the part. You know what? I, we call I, him silent but deadly. Silent that, but okay, deadly. I believe like it. Like a fart. Like a fart <laughs> in the grocery store. No, I believe it. I walked in and I said, okay, I know your story and I know your <laughs> Sean, story. Right? right? Sean. Right, say that, Sean. We... I'm the guy with the education. He's the guy mm-hmm. in the business, and you're like a silent fart. Yes. SBD, 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 OBE, SBD. Right. Very good. All right. So, okay. Now that Lefke's not here, maybe we can talk about me for once. Can we talk about me for once? Come on, bro. Stop. Now you want to talk about you. Hey, can we talk about me? Fuck. All right. Everybody can... wants to talk about themselves. Right. Yeah, come we have on. time for you. All day. right, here we go. I was on Mike Stein's show at a big chair dude. Long shot leaders. You big were on chair it. dude. You I were on it. Oh, by yeah. The way. Did you hear Lucky's? I heard Lucky's. I heard Lucky's when I was with Ruben. He made me listen to it. He did. He did. And I was getting ready for something, and he brought the radio to the bathroom Are you while to I was like curling my hair or something and I was like who is this in the beginning he's like this is before I met you guys obviously yeah. this is such a, I was like oh and then left it on and, and then like there was a couple times where I left the curling iron on the thing start smoking and I was like oh shit <laughs> cause I was listening I was do like, you hear this Steve okay yeah, like, I'm like what's the deal with that no no listen bro listen to this your story on long shot leaders right was so fucking compelling Mm-hmm. That a boy, Ruben. What is that? <laughs> Sorry. Ruben, so blue eyes, masterfully creating the sound design on your yes. show. Uh, that him. <laughs> oh, blue. 
I mean, Ruben, <laughs> he took your podcast to his woman and put it up and forced her to listen to your story. That's yeah. the kind of story you got, Steve. Oh, man. That's not even impressive. That no, even no, impressive. no, no, that's a good that thing. That doesn't even... It does, it does, no, and that's a good it thing. it. I can hey, tell. thank you. Shout out, Ruben. No, I'm not saying well, that. I'm shout saying... out, Strike for Glory. <laughs> shout out, Vanessa. I'm not saying that. Uh. I'm saying, like, doesn't that mean anything to you? Yeah. No. No, nah, you hear that, Sean? Do you hear that? Come on. He, he's used to it or something. I'll get back to writing. I promise. No, 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 no. I'm not even saying that. Sean, what, uh, do you hear that I'm not hearing, like... It's kind of a it's kind of a big deal with somebody. Oh, because you, you talked about old baby Ray in Ooh, in that podcast. Ray. I think, he doesn't right? even remember doing the interview. I can tell by his face. He's like, I don't no, know. I don't. <laughs> Did he give you? you, you mentioned him, and we had just I had just met him. Baby like, Ray, recently. I don't remember mentioning baby Ray <laughs> in that in that, <laughs> he, in that one. Okay, but, then it was maybe, and I want to say it was that one. That I had was, a baby Ray one. You okay, did. Sure, we had a Baby Ray show. Yeah, with Puck. That was a long time ago. Huh? Yeah, that was a long time ago. Yeah. Uh, it was something because we had just that met was... him. And he was like, oh my gosh, do you know who helped him to get like sober or clean? It was Baby Ray. And I was like, Baby oh, Ray got you sober? Hey, that is where I, you're right. Right, yeah, was it? Yeah, See? Cartoon, cartoon and Baby Ray were. Put were, attention. Were the, were, it was Esteban. I was yeah. running, had me I was running with them. No, 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 you were too. I was running but, with them. He had me, but you. <laughs> You were the one that called Wayne. <laughs> I'm not, yeah. He called Wayne. It was hey, Stavon, hey, I called him Stavon. Wayne Newton. Stay. No, not Wayne Newton. Stay in your lane now, Chumon. Oh, you're stay getting, in my lane. You're getting, stay now, you're lane. Getting, stay in my lane. You're getting some fucking history, bro. Don't talk about Wayne. No, stay in your talking. lane. Hey, so then I <laughs> called up Stavon. I called up Stavon. And then Stavon's like, all right, this, did, you, did you get a tune? And I was like, no, I haven't. He's like, all right, get a tunes. And so I called tunes, and tunes was like, all right. Um, he said something. He's like, "Baby Ray's gonna call you, or you need to reach out right now to Ray because he was close to Ray." And so we did that. And by that time, yeah, Lepke, he Esteban had already called Lepke, mm-hmm. telling him Luck wants to go into treatment. No, How long ago was this? And you and you had been hey, like, but it's, "Hey, want- listen, it's crazy because out of all of us." Let us set aside from Cartoon and Esteban with Ray, you and me, Ray and you. It seems like Cartoon and all of them were always interventioning as each of us would either yeah. fall yeah. and then get some sobriety or, yeah, 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 or, yeah. or get some sobriety and fall. And it was like everybody, they were the two, the mediators but, yeah. that were putting. Because I remember. Lepke was mm-hmm. the one that I didn't know about recovery treatment homes. I didn't, I'd never been to anything like that. And he was the one that was like, look it, you call at this time, ask for. For Wayne, right. they pay for it. I was like, "How do I do this? You're on parole. How am I going to get that?" And he's like, "Dude, you, the state's going to pay for everything. You just need to get in. You got to talk mm-hmm. to Wayne. You got to call this mm-hmm. time." And I called, right as you said, and and Wayne, Wayne was like, "That was back when they could put p- patch you over to Wayne Garcia. Right. It was that easy to talk yeah, to. You Boom, right. picks up the phone, talks to me, and so you want to know something, Lepke? If it wasn't for my friendship with you at that moment in time, I wouldn't have known." Esteban wouldn't have known. Right. Cartoon wouldn't have known. Baby Ray certainly wouldn't have known anything about Walden House. Right. That there was a place for me to go right. on parole at that moment. But right. Lecky did. But what but, was but we'll saving fu- a life one day? No, what I think is fucked up is they lost, Walden House lost that concept as far as the process. They stopped doing that thing in, in Frisco. Remember, you went yes, through that, right? Did course, you go through that? bro, but that, it's because more and more dollars... I, we're being removed yeah. from that, man. Look, so, so I learned. I learned, man. I really learned. We like, got lucky. 
We got lucky. lucky when I went lucky. to because I even though I relapsed like a whole bunch of times after that, there's some of that shit that I was taught where I knew, all right, there's a whole bunch of trouble down this way if I go in there. There's a there there's a ninety eight percent chance I'm not gonna make it back out. And I made the decision I'm not gonna go. A few times I went down in there just to right. see because I was on a suicide mission. Right, right. right. I'm taking my ass down there. I'm gonna see if you know if, if I can make you know. I I feel like I, I'm not. I don't Did feel I like you? man. Like I, I know. I don't <laughs> think I'm big of myself for saying it. I, I believe this, and we're getting right there. I think that Wayne is like <laughs> pro, prep priming me. For a position with that company, man. Hey, can you and get Wayne there, Garcia but... down there to do the show? Shit, I would. That would, that would be dope. That would be dope. That, that would, would be, be dope. That would be my dream. You want to know? If I get one hey, guest, hey, down, hey. it'd be Wayne Garcia. You know that his... would be my dream right. to have. Hey, you know what his model? Hey, Wayne Garcia. Wayne, Wayne Garcia, if you're listening, come on, man. Hey, look, his model was CDC is a liar. Wait, can I ask a question? Who's Wayne Garcia? Wayne Garcia was he's the like program director he, of Walden House he was a, he's for like our 30 years. That's my mentor, he's man. He's our mentor, yeah. He's my mentor. Man. Right. That so is the guy that, that he's I He's going to run no game on him. Like, right when he look at you, uh, he was yeah. already he's already telling you, wait, he's going, all right, you're going to take these guys to the hospital. Uh, yeah, I'm a, you're, you know, and you're gonna go down to Compton because you, you're cool with all the the, the brothers, right? And I go, yeah. yeah, no problem. I I I, I, I gotta take them. Yeah. He goes, yeah, but you gotta go to Martin Luther King. I mean, you're gonna be there all day, and you're gonna take you're taking these guys. I go, all right, no problem. He goes, but they're gonna try to get one over on you. Yeah. And you don't, you can't let them use the phone, man. And I'm like, he goes, don't. He would call tell it. you everything yeah, that's gonna happen. Yeah. before it would happen. You're right. the next Wayne Garcia. They peel off and then they meet back up with you. <laughs> They've already gotten hyped. <laughs> He tell you out like exactly what's right. gonna go down, and every time, and dude, nothing happened dude. in this house. You couldn't, yeah, you couldn't. This guy knowing it, he knew what was. He goes, bring that phone down. He I go, can walk, like, can walk through the house, and yeah. everywhere he go, he had a big old bag of shit collected. <laughs> bring that phone like, down. There was, you couldn't get by him, man. He, he knew, like he knew, motherfuckers dude. had phones, but he also had ten yards ahead of right. Whatever you he were did, thinking. a lot of time, man. Whatever you're gonna throw at him, like he studied, like he has. Does he have? He has the plaques like this. But he, he, did th- he, he was he like what? a psychologist. He shit. went to treatment yeah. thirty-seven times. Hey, I just went in there thirty-seven hey, times before I go he in got there. it. Hey, I, I knock on the door. I go, hey, can I get some time? He goes, sit down. I go, all right. And I was just sitting, and I and, and I w- he would explain shit to me, man. I, I think that that dude like laced me good. He goes, you're just like me. You're a scumbag. You ain't about shit. Like, <laughs> yeah. I'm like, what? What do you mean? I ain't hey, a he's. Hey, <laughs> what'd you call me this, on this planet? In this planet, yeah, you're a, you're a manipulator. You're full of shit. I had somebody else tell me I was a man, manipulator. Real close. I'm who? not gonna mention. Come on. I'm not here. In this me. in this experience of my life, there's only been one mentor, dog, and it is this Somebody's guy Wayne Garcia. You he's the one guy that I would say. You know how to manipulate. You know, the more I could be like him. Okay, so I'm getting better. Let's get back into. Let's get on <laughs> long shot Sorry. leadership. Yeah, because this is with a good Mike one. Stein. Now, this is an old friend of mine. You guys, what this is a name? guy that I've known for 30 years in the business. Started this podcast. He had asked me to come on. He said he had listened to the show. He really liked. The energy he asked a lot about um, Chumahan. So I end up linking them up. I do the show. Chumahan does his show. And uh, let me ask you something, Chumahan. How was was it? You didn't really know Mike Stein that well. Not at all. Right? And so how was it going on to the show? Did you feel strange? Like we were on separately. It was like, how did you feel about going on the Mike Stein show? And did you know anything about it? Were you there in person? No, I was. It was remote. Okay. I, I was. That was right in his office. Okay. In my fucking office, people. It was during work hours. So I had to close the door and told everybody, leave me the fuck alone. I'm in the middle of something. Right. And, 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 
And uh, was it strange? Yeah, it was a little strange, you know, because I don't know him that well. And, and I'm I'm used to how we roll here. And I wasn't sure. I didn't want to disrespect his show by taking over. I have a tendency to do that. Sure, sure. Uh, you know what I mean? Sure. So I'm like, all right, well. All right, what does he want to do? But then he was saying shit like, well, just you know, roll natural and all stuff. So then I'm like... Music to your ears. Well, yeah, but then you know how it is. You talk about being natural enough, it starts getting unnatural. Right. <laughs> so right. I'm like, I don't know. So then I was like, I want to go no holds barred. I'm just going to fucking tell it like is is close to as raw and as pure as I personally can get about the truth of my story. And in my story, dude, everybody kind of knows some things, but all of it's never all in one place. Mm. So I started telling this, telling my truth. And... Uh, I cried. I cried. Wow. I, know. I cried. I'm I really going to listen to I that. I don't have time to sit down and listen to that show by myself. I'm going to fucking really I listen. cried because yeah, you cried. I cried. We wow. cried together. Hey. Woo. I'm going to cry too probably now. I don't know. How's, it go? How's that song go? But my wife. Hey, Lefty, 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 Lefty. Stay in your head, bro. We don't need to get into your song yeah. and your music yeah. shit. You're going to try to do all that. Bro. And next thing you know, we're going to be talking about other shit, bro. Bro, you know it's gonna be a fucking wall. I really bro. want, I really want you on to tell. Bro, thank you, Vanessa. Thank I do you. because mm-hmm. it's bro. Thank you, thank you. So yeah. Anyway, the point is, is I cried, and my and this is how I know when it went up and I came home, my wife was extra loving. <gasps> Aww. You should do a podcast and cry on it every week, my friend. Start she, crying right now. She, <laughs> she. You're gonna make me cry if you okay, keep that yeah, up. Yeah, yeah. My wife said she cried. And then she said, we cried together. Wait, I have a question for you, Truman. Does she know everything that you spoke on in that podcast? She listened to the entire thing. But prior, prior. Yes, she did. But, you know, you don't get it all in one thing. Right. And also... It was it was brave. I just was the whole time... That's brave. This That's what his, he is. He's Both a brave dude. Well, interviews. Yeah. Lucky, you remember Alan Johnson? <laughs> of course. He wants to talk about Waldenhaus. Hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> yes, I do. Absolutely. Right. I still talk to Alan. I talk hold to on, Alan. watch this. I hooked you this. up with Alan. Are you ready? When somebody would cry <laughs> in a meeting, yeah. and they, you know how you'd be like respectful and bring them the paper to wipe? He would stop them. Yeah, don't do that. He's like, don't, don't do that. Don't bring that. Yep. Let them experience yes. that and crying. because I, I Absolutely. Not, 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 not to get back on me. We're going to go back on you. Then when you have time for me, let me know. <laughs> Listen, there's always time for you, brother. <laughs> I cried with my homeboy Wicked. Of course. With Esteban. Now everybody's turning into a bunch hey, of... Hey, so, yeah, hey, no, look, hey, you know what Esteban told me? No, hey, Esteban goes, give him a hug, give him a hug. I'm like, fuck. I thought he was going to fucking beat me up coming through here. But that's why seen. I try to tell people, right. I'm like, dude, men are emotional. It's just we're mm-hmm. trained to exhibit anger, right. transform it into anger. But mm-hmm. a lot of times when guys are angry, they're actually very sad. Exactly. They got hurt feelings and they're sad. Fuck yeah, I yeah. believe that. All right. So yeah, my wife did know all that stuff. Um and it's been a real struggle for me to um try to put everything together. You know what? Is this all started I think partially from me understanding that People don't uh, people don't understand like Lepke for instance, right? Lepke doesn't really understand why the way I am that I am. He doesn't. Why not? 
You've listened to his, to his interview. I'm going to listen to No, him. no, no, no. But, like, a lot of times when Lepke's dealing with me, because I do bust his chops and we joke around and stuff like that. But I think also Lepke doesn't fully grasp, like, where I came from. Like hey, I, hey, 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 I respect you as, a, like, one of my mentors. I do. Whether you knew that or not, bro. I appreciate no, that. No, I'm serious. I know. And I'm not making a joke. That's the first time word. I met you. I'm not making a joke. Like, like, I, like, like, I seriously, when, like, like when I'm, ro- actually said that. when I'm, when I'm rolling through the freeway, and you know, I'm like, man, you know what? Like, if I'm not really in a hurry, I, I you see, I, I want to cut in and, and kick it, you know. But I've been, I, I haven't seen you. I'm, I've been real busy. Yeah, see, he says that. Don't trip, bro. Hey, don't worry. No, I'm gonna show (laughs) up, bro. But I'm like, yeah, I don't want to just show up and then you're fucking because you're always on. You know, not always, but most of the time I see you on Instagram, you're going here and there. Lefty's one of those guys that like can just show up, and he knows it. Yeah, I know he knows that. He doesn't like plans. Huh? He doesn't like plans. Yeah. I'm I'm, I'm learning, man. In that area, somebody else real close to me told me you just can't fucking pop up around this motherfucker. What? I'm saying, no, I, mean, I love when you talk like that. When no. you're like, I talk around, no. pop up this yeah. club. I don't even know what you're saying, but you're I'm saying like, it on the low. Like, what I'm is it? You, like, I understand. You know, like, <laughs> I love it. You know, I just gotta be. Crazy, you, know? you understand, but yeah. we don't. Who's podcast? Oh, back to your podcast. Buddy. All right, so all right, listen. Let me ask you something. Go ahead. So, I understand. I mean. I'm asking you about how what the podcast was like, and yeah, I understand yeah, yeah. you're taking us to that. You cried, yeah, but a lot of other things happened without crying. I mean, yeah, that only took up a small amount of it. No, I guess what I'm saying is, is that I really, I really got vulnerable. Yeah, and I guess I got to tell you that, like, I feel like when I when I I feel like a lot of people are going to get hurt when I tell the truth. I feel like I think about my sister. I think about my aunts. I think about all my relatives. You know what? I really thought about my aunt Jan and Sherry feeling like you shouldn't put all that out there. You're making us all look bad. Why do people do mm-hmm. that? I don't know who the mobster is. The famous quote. And he goes, "I never lie. Um, you only lie when you people when you're scared." Right. Yeah. Lucky Luciano. Yeah. That was Luciano, bro. <laughs> I, it was. I, that was the one I tried to send you. Really? And then you were like, "It's a private account." That is that. It was. Anyway, point is, is uh, so, 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 like, yeah, and and the way that I say everything, like, not even just concern, and you alter what you do because of it. Totally. I mean, that's what my job is. Half of my job is. We have a friend of mine. There's a friend of mine that doesn't have that filter. And I'm not saying you're supposed to not have that filter. I'm not saying that either. Right. But I have seen people that it doesn't seem like they have a filter. No, 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 no. I totally agree with all that. And I'm not saying that, but what I'm saying is on this one, I decided, like, you know what? Fuck it. I am, I've been protecting people my entire life. Wow, I love it, Chumahan. That's right, bro. (laughs) I really have. I've been protecting people and and my own detriment. And that the reason why people don't understand me is because I'm so concerned with with what various people think in my life is that then people don't really know the whole story. They don't know why I am the way I am. They don't know how I got to where I got to. And even like when I talk to people that are close to me and, and they, they say certain things, I go, you know what? I'm not really that much different than you other than I went through these things. If you went through some of the same things, you probably would arrive. I believe this. Now, other people might not. Mm-hmm. Uh, you would arrive at mm-hmm. similar Ways of juncture, being. yeah. 
No. Right. And standing up for that has always been difficult for me because I find it so easy to get along. I find it so easy. Like I was telling you, like, I, I was so good. All these degrees, Vanessa, if, if, if anything, more than anything, was about mastering the, the master's tongue so that I couldn't be controlled by that motherfucker. Mm-hmm. And showing, like, you know, other people that... You know what? Yeah, the system is rigged, but if you're not going to be hard enough to fucking learn some of the rules so you can work it yourself, then don't sit there and complain to me about how the system is rigged. I completely agree with you, but people can have that mentality and not be that successful. That takes that you're smart. You have something that not every single person might have. That there's a difference. Okay? I'm serious cuz that you're extremely smart. What's weird is when I hear you say that, it's hard for me not to make a joke about it. The system rigged like in the matter Why, of, of, of earning your degree what? in Why school, that? college, or the system rigged as of the government that we're under? Government we're under. Right, okay. Thank you. I just got to ask. Yeah, I yeah, know. So, the, so, so I, I do think the system is rigged. I know right. it's rigged, right? How about the, 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 the school system and all this where you got these degrees? Do you think that that system's a little rigged too, maybe? Yeah. yeah. It is, yeah. I feel it is, too, because I've been in, like, when but I... But I did what I had to do. You have to do it, man. You have to, like... It's no, 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 do you figure? Do you, do you think that that's a form, a form of conforming into... No. It's not? No. It can be. Right, right, right. But that you got to keep the coals in your mm-hmm. heart hot. You got to be fired. Hey, man, right. one of the things that I take away oh. from the, the, the Jewish history, just yeah, to bring it hear. back to you... Let me hear. All right? I need to know. Listen... One of the things I've always respected about the Jews is that they, in Europe, they were treated like shit for hundreds of thousands of years, Mm -hmm. right? Every country wants the Jews to come in, make a bunch of money, and then they want to basically rip them off and kick them out, right? Okay. 100%, you guys. Listen, what you're saying is the truth. But you know what? The Jews go into every system... And they learn how the rules work, and they do the best they can for themselves, and they don't let themselves be hostage right. to the and situation. I, I, I trip out when like people go, "Oh, you're like, like you're you're being like." They don't know because I've been down in that neighborhood, and the Jews ain't cheap, man. They'll bring you in if you don't have food. Ah, uh, here we yeah. Right? yeah, 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 yeah. Like, I live down there. I yeah. live down right there where Dave lives. Right. I go in there, and they're, they're like they're open arms, man. And I like, why do people like say that they're cheap? Like, come in, come in. You need, you know. And I've always left out with money. Like they hooked me, you know. I, I, I wasn't even asked for anything. But but the problem is, it's it. So but you got to be careful because this can right. happen to anybody. Mm-hmm. This can happen to African Americans, Jews, Indians, right? Mm-hmm. If you go to that school and you start getting the taste, and you forget, you might start thinking you're actually allowed in the gates of the system. Right. And then it's a shock to you. When it's a shock to your you motherfucking know. system when 10 years down the road, like the Asians found out when the pandemic hit. Mm. Oh, guess what? We don't care that you're the model minority, quote unquote. You know what? We'll turn that racial hate on you in a split second. You ain't part of the club. We'll fucking turn around and fucking conk you right in the fucking head. Mm. So, so, so for me, my journey, right, man, has been to get the shit. Learn what there is to learn without getting lost to the system and 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 feeling like I'm in the club because mm-hmm. I ain't. In fact, it's been a long way for me to c- come to grips with. I ain't ever gonna. No, I have to be the one. There ain't gonna be any rich guy or a powerful person that's gonna give rich wrap guy. his ring on the fucking table. 
Serious. Wrap their ring on the table and say, come in. Your time is now. You are now allowed to sit at the table. That ain't ever going to happen for me. A lot of those motherfuckers don't like me. They don't like the cut of my jib. So... Come here, handsome. <laughs> no, I'm just telling you, like, there's a lot of people that operate in life that they got to find uh, uh, something powerful and link up to it. Goddamn right. That's what you're supposed that, to Hopefully that's, that's what you are doing. It's called I, leveraging what you got. Well, all I'm telling you is I see a lot of relationships, right, romantic business friendships where somebody has to link up with somebody that's got it going on in order to have something going on. And in a order, lot. I understand that. Yeah, right. You're right. Instead of being just go go make it happen yourself. Right. You're the one getting it going on. Yeah. And people are linking up to you. You. Right. right. Of course. And then you got to sit there and think about, like, for me personally, I was like, what's better for me to chase down someone's formula and link up with them, and maybe right, or I only achieve half of that, but it's my formula. What would what do I want more? What am I going to get more out of? And I'm convinced now. That half of, and I even think about it in terms of money. Because I know a lot of motherfuckers that look rich on the outside, but they ain't got shit behind the scenes. Mm -hmm. Half of your own made money is worth 10 of the amount of money you could make linking up with a corporation or somebody else. Because it's all yours. And your time is yours. So like, your take home on your own grind, on a real own grind, your own fucking thing. You don't have to be friends with a fuck face. You don't have to go to the fuck face meetings. You don't got to fucking do any of that shit. You going to watch what you say. People got to watch yeah. what they everybody's say around gotta, you. Everybody's got to meet you on your terms. Yeah. That's worth 10 times the amount of money. It's just like what Sun Tzu says in Art of War. Everything that you steal from your enemy is worth 10 of what you had to bring on your own. Right. It's the inverse right, of that. Right. It is the inverse All of right. that. Exactly. So anyway, that's this good, one. That was a good uh, analogy. That was a good one. Thank you, sir. All right. So, so this what is are you going to play a little bit? I mean. Come on. Let's go. All right. Oh, hold on. I love this, the hippie. I mean, this what is that? hippie guy, but also getting. Why does it sound like a gay club? I don't know. Uh, Why do like you know what a start. gay club sounds whoa, whoa, whoa. like? Oh. Sounds like I was confused. Start. I was confused for a little while. Sounds like you're gonna start rolling down hey, a sand. Have hill. you ever been in a gay club? No. I used to work sand dunes. Wait, hold on, like hold on. I used to work. Bitter type of guy. Right. He considered himself a man's man. He loved John. All right, this is me talking about my dad. Let's hear. All right. Wayne, even though he was Indian, and he was working as an attorney on the Puyallup Indian Reservation, which is in Washington. Long before casinos, this is back. I remember eating government cheese, and it wasn't like we were so poor we had to have government cheese. But my dad, as the attorney and part hippie, thought it would be real cool to give his son the experience of what it was like to eat rubber fucking cheese, chicken in a can. And when I say chicken in a can, I mean a whole entire fucking chicken with the bones and all in a goddamn can. Black lettering that said chicken. That's true. And the That's true. Did it come like the ham? Yeah, it was. It was like the can was probably like this big. Was it cooked? Yeah. Yeah. They yeah. Had the jelly with it and everything. Oh. Yeah. Gel. Yeah. And you could eat the bones because they were soft yeah. by the time it got boiled and put into the canning process. And my dad was like, "You're gonna eat that. Right. You're gonna learn what that tastes like." 
so that you can appreciate shit in life. I was like a little kid. I was like, man, I want. Right. I had to do all that. Came yeah. in a box. Yeah. Came yeah, in a bro. Bo- my dad had me doing shit I shouldn't have been doing either. Good. Was so soft you could eat the whole thing. Yeah. That's the truth. That's no mother. My mother was still alive. She never sent me Christmas cards, birthday cards, anything. And I think in the early, early days, I didn't think there was anything strange about it because it's all I play for a little while. Yeah. Until um, there was one woman, a really, really white woman, Marcia, and her last name was Gay. (laughs) She was my dad's girlfriend for a little bit. At a certain age, I think my dad hooked up with a woman that he knew would babysit me and take care of me and do the things that a woman should do. Vanessa, you ever had a guy hook up with you because he also wanted a little bit of a child care for his kid? Yes. Did you see the way she said that? She said that like... like... Yes. Did you see the way she said that? Mm -hmm. My dad approaches every relationship like that. It's transactional, and what can I get? Absolutely. 100%. True. And... You know, they were together for like only a couple of years, but I think the kindness that she showed me at that time might have probably saved me or given me just enough of an edge uh, to not quit on myself. What's up? So Pops seeked out. So you guys are kids. So Pops like actually seeked out a, a pull to pull a woman to hit, to be a like a, a mother to you guys. First of all, it's just me. You say say that like that's some way out. No, no, no. I'm asking a question. That's what I didn't know. I don't. I I got to really what? You're really asking that question? No, I didn't know. Listen, I I didn't understand what was going on. By the way, guys. By the way, guys. By the way, guys. I missed that part. By the way, guys. By the way, guys. Yeah, I understand that. Listen, left. By the way, guys. This is this lady, Marsha, right? So, I didn't have any contact with her. You know, my dad did some bad things and she went out of my life and then we just carried on, whatever, just me and my dad, right? I didn't talk to this woman for 20 years and I was a lawyer, right? That started out and the law firm I was working at had people find her or whatever fucking thing. So I go like, uh, like this might have been like maybe 10 years ago, something like that. I fucking put in her thing and I get her number and I just call it. And I and I didn't send her anything. I didn't reach out. You know what I mean? I didn't say shit to her. Call her, and she goes, "Hello." And I goes, "This Marsha." She goes, "Yeah." I goes, "Trumahan," and she said, "Get the fuck out of here." <laughs> oh my god! Cool. And she no, it was like yeah, she couldn't right. believe it. it was, and oh, anyway, that way. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> I'm like, she's like, "Get the fuck out." That's what I'm doing. Right? No, she was like, yeah. "Oh." Uh-huh. So I talked to her, right? And I start reestablishing the relationship. And she didn't lay one guilt trip on me at all. She didn't say, how come you didn't talk to me for 20 years? Do you know how much I worried about you? All she wanted was to just pick up where we left off. Of course. She's still in the, in the parenting position. In it. Wait, She's how still... old were you when, when you last saw her? Well, um, let me tell you. So I, she never got married. She never had kids. She's never going to get married. She's probably never going to have kids. Next thing you know, I tell her, I want you to be the grandma. Wow, that's cool. Mima. Like a real white person. Mima. Yeah. Mima. And she comes, and little T, 
loved her energy right off the bat. Oh yeah, sure. And and so this woman, who maybe was, and she's 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 kind of she's weird like me in a way that she could be alone. She's not tripping. She doesn't need a whole bunch of shit. She's got whatever. She now has a granddaughter, mm. and she came to the Tigra's birthday. She flew all the way from Washington to, to see really? Tigra at her birthday. Yeah. You didn't meet her, Lucky? You were at the birthday, no? Nobody told me. No, I mean, I wasn't introducing a bunch of people, right, blah, right, blah, right. blah, 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 blah. But my point I'm is... I right next to the whole time. I didn't know. Yeah. But the point is, is that that woman that I'm saying probably saved my sense of self at some level. Wow. wasn't perfect. That same woman now, from her perspective, think about it from her perspective. You're fucking saving her ass. You're or I don't... giving her something. Right. Giving her something. You're giving her a gift, bro. A That's amazing. One. Yeah. That's huge, bro. She could go through life and she never had any of that. Yeah. And to say that now she gets to go through life and she's able to like, even if it's for her to call one person and be like, her parents were still alive. There you go. And I wrote them a thank you note to say thank you. And it blew her mom's mind. Her mom thought like, I never thought in a million years that you, that, that would, I mean, her, I don't know that her parents were that great. And their mom, and they were like from the northeast mm-hmm. Maine, and they were like, "I never thought you would make a difference in anyone's life," and I wanted to let them know that she made a difference in mine. Mm-hmm. Well, if she did, then you would simply be conveying that to her. It's right. not you're trying to compliment or not. trying to do something nice. It's like oh, this person either affected you like that or they didn't. And if they did, then you know you you would do anything. You right. would give them, you know. Yeah, that's amazing. That's so, so amazing. you talk about that on the show here? No. no. Okay. No, I mean, because I didn't know that. Right. Oh, okay. I'm just bringing you the context of when I talk about that, and then tell you like now, right? This is this is the premium content I kept away from Mike Stein, so people will come. Well, you're just gonna have everybody crying all over the place now. <laughs> no. Uh, Can we go five minutes? Or did no one love? No. No. Get okay. My go. dad used to love uh, this, and. <sighs> By the time I was eight or nine, my emotional need was to have certainty on whether or not I was a boy or a girl. That's the fucking truth. And the reason I felt that way is that I cried very easily as a, as a young kid. And, you know, my dad was very scary in a lot of ways. He was also loving in, in certain ways. And if anybody understands what it's like to have kind of like a an abusive alcoholic parent, there's times of extreme tragedy and anger, and then there's also these times of amazing bliss. And it's it's not so easy to say they're all bad or all good. That's part of the that's part of the journey. But at the time, I cried easily. Dogs got shot on television, I would cry. Damn. Well my dad Right. Something else. Yeah. Oh, I cried when well, I you see- talking about old yeller? You're talking about old yellow, right? No, I'm talking about no, Lone Wolf, Lone Wolf McQuaid. Don't Lo- pause. Yeah. Keep playing. Keep playing. Yeah. Don't lose the momentum. No, it went off. It went off. Why? Why? <laughs> why on my God shit doesn't, doesn't hey, work? God don't want you playing this with the people, dog. <laughs> no, this is like one of the best parts. Uh, uh, God don't think so. Or we Hello, welcome to, to the long shot. This was a time in the United States. We're talking about like the late '80s, where or the early '80s. Where, because I had braids, or I went into certain, like I went into the boy, the the men's room as a kid. The older guys in the men's room would tell me girls aren't allowed in here and stuff and shit like that. I would have been one of them. Time where I genuinely thought there was something wrong with me because 
I cried so easily. And there, my, my dad would, you know, talk to me and lecture me about that. And this is a true story. I started to wonder, like, maybe I, I was born a girl. And, like, maybe my dad hated women so much that he asked the doctors to give me some kind of sex change. And I'm not talking eight. And this probably is maybe one of the greatest moments of my entire life. Because at that moment, at around eight or nine, I told myself, if that's true, there should be scars. There should be scars around your balls. Because the doctor had to sew that off. He's serious, though. So I went to the bathroom. Yeah. And it took a lot of courage for me to do. And I looked for the scars, and there were none. And at that moment, I realized that not being afraid to look for scars, not being afraid to look for the evidence can generate enough certainty in you to know for sure what you are. That, bro, when we were talking yeah. the other show, what what were you gonna say? Man? I, that was heavy. I yeah, was like that first it. part. Mm. Just that was that was that's kind of in the beginning. There's so much more. There's like a ton. There's Why, so much to more, to it, but... and it's all like just as good. Yeah, that's yeah, heavy. Bro. Heavy, dude. I get that into the heavy. stepmother. I get into talking about living a double life and. High- Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the Fileo Fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. High school, bro. With my dad sitting there at the table with all those secrets underneath the thing. Oh, my gosh. I got a question. How, after you did this, yeah. how did you feel? Was it good? It was a good feeling, huh? I felt like I threw up. Yeah, that's yeah. good. Yeah, exactly. You a brave motherfucker. Yeah, you a brave. So brave. You a brave dude. Thank you, man. <laughs> I was brave. doing my makeup like Nigga, this. Nigga, you see how I talk all that bad <laughs> talk about him? You should be grateful for this motherfucker. I don't talk that bad you about him. No, he doesn't. I life. know he doesn't. He I don't really doesn't, though. Oh, man. He walks on. There's a fucker. God damn, bro. No, no, I, no, I, I love you, bro. I love you, too. I love you for doing that. Uh, no, I, just wait. No, I'm going to really fucking watch. Listen, I want to listen to this. I see how it is. I see where I'm going to find it, and, and I will definitely. And you know what? I don't listen to a lot of these fucking shows like Smitty and them. Right. I really don't, bro. I know. Like, I don't listen to myself. I wasn't right. expecting you to say that. I, didn't, I don't listen to myself. What, what, were, what, what were you not expecting? Like, well, what, what do you mean? That you literally said, I didn't know if I was a boy or a girl. I was not expecting that. But then you explained... And then, of course, a fleeting thought was like, well, was he gay? Or like, why? But you explained why. Why you thought that. Right. And it made sense. It's heavy because your dad hated women. Yeah. He wanted to turn you into a boy. That's heavy. Yeah, that's a major. That statement in itself. I mean, I hope people aren't just like listening, like just not paying attention to what it means. Because that's heavy. To think that when you're eight years old. Dude, that I, this is why when I we talk about the gender issues now, I feel more free to talk about it than probably a lot of other people. A lot of people think I'm from one 
perspective or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. But I've gone through some serious heavy questions. Yeah. And come to some very realizations Brave. to the point where, like, now, I don't trip on if I'm a man or not. At all. I don't even worry about it. You say that. You say that in your interview. And I was do like, I say that? You do. Yeah. I, um, and I, it's not even a thing for me. Did you ever share that with anybody? I might have told like, a couple like of Like your wife, maybe, like, intimate relationships, but... <sighs> you know like, what? Like, no. Like, maybe my wife... I mean, maybe Sean. Sean, have you, have I talked to you about that? About me being confused at an early age about my gender just because of the way my dad was? Yeah, you've mentioned it. Yeah. yeah. Sean and, and I... Sean and I are in... Like, we... On a weekly basis, Sean and I meet together to talk about going to the next level. We have a leadership group that we've created. Oh, I like it. Right. And we we go into some seriously heavy shit. Like this it. last one that we had was pretty heavy, right? Yeah. So like right now what Sean and I are talking about or everyone in the group is what does so everyone's got for instance we could do you Vanessa. Well, let's do you right now. Okay. All right. So like But the, wait, I want to hear your Okay. Oh, you want to hear? Well, that's okay. I, I just don't I know how like, to. I don't want to bore everyone else with the. Uh, I mean, I appreciate. I just don't want to bore everybody else with the fucking thing. And the people tell me I talk all the time on the show. So, but I don't you know. never really talk about yourself. What? This is really this is all about you. This will bring people perspective on you. All right, let's. This I don't is even different because you ain't fucking around. All you're, right, you're coming from. You know, you're coming from the. From down here, bro. You know the gut, and then. I mean, I don't know. I I want right, people to hear this. Yeah. I don't know where else to because so, I don't know okay, minutes. Do you know a minutes part? Because I don't know. The no. Mi- Hold on. Let's listen to this part. They didn't get to vote, even when African American men got the right to vote. Women still weren't allowed to vote. So I wasn't trying to undermine that. Like I didn't feel like my experiences were going to be fuel for a pro male agenda. But I also couldn't completely sign on to the complete victimization of women and that they have no accountability for the things that they do. Mm. But I felt stuck between those two things in my life. Of And so I just continued to observe and, and educate myself. And that may have started this idea of a double life in me, this idea of secrets. That event stayed where that event was. And then by the time I was 14, my dad had a girlfriend at the time that eventually became his wife who groomed me. She groomed me. That's true. She was very coy and solicitous and very kind. And I liked the attention. I was 14. I was chubby. Right? My name was Chumahan. Now I'm at public schools trying to find my, my power. And... Chewing tobacco like it was going out of style. <laughs> I don't know. I loved, I love tobacco. I love it. I'm admitting that. In any event, smoking? No, chewing. The extra special treatment and the long conversations eventually turned into making out. And she was 30, 31. And when you're 14 and that's happening, there's a part of you that feels like. You just got the keys to a brand new fucking jet, and you're about to take off. Mm. And I had read Kirk Douglas's biography by then, and he tells a story in his his biography about an older wife next door, and he was 14, and she was giving it up to him, right? And 
in the framework of the old male systems that were there, it was kind of more like, wow, what a man, what a guy. You're flying now, kid. But of course, mm -hmm. it's more complex than that because my dad's wife. <laughs> this whole thing is going in, uh, inside his house right under his nose. And I'm carrying that secret. And I'm also pretending to be a normal teenager at school and having normal teenage girlfriends. And Bro. How long did it go? Three years. That's that's a long time, dude. I went all I, I, I by the I would dude. This is this is how crazy this was. Right. At home, I was going all the way to Pluto and back. Exactly. But then at school, I was just going to first base and back and pretending like that was exciting. Right, right. That's how much of a fucking mind fuck that You're was. You're a fucking warrior. That was a mind fuck. Oh man. yeah, oh, definitely with your dad, of course. My man. brother had the similar. Did he? Mm -hmm. What happened to him? He just well, my dad had a lot of girlfriends but one in particular my dad would leave out of town mm. and she would stay behind and <sighs> and my brother confided in me one night that they had sex and they were hooking up how and old was your brother carlos was um probably 16 Damn. maybe and, and she was in her later 30s yeah uh, and then she, and then he showed me, and then we were both hammered one night, my brother and I. And he pulls out this letter that she wrote to him, like like a love letter. And I was like, this fucking bitch! I wanted to find her. I wanted to just like murder her because she. So, yeah. And then my my brother breaks down, starts crying, and telling me that it had been going on. Um, geez, I hope he never hears this. He'll probably kill me. <laughs> Um, but I remember just being in disbelief, like, what the... Yeah, man, that's the confusion that I was in for a long time because it was like... And how do you say no when you're 14, 15, 16? You don't. And then, and, and I don't know what And you want a mother. Yeah. You know, you want this, like, female attention. Your yeah. dad's telling you this is all women are good for. Mm. Yeah. And then I'm sitting there, mm -hmm. and I'm angry at him, too. Whoa. Like, oh, okay, yep. we're going to find out. Mm -hmm. Some sneaky motherfuckers up in here. Yeah. Don't you worry, <laughs> yep. right? Yep. But then, you know, my mind goes to Where does that come from? Where does what come from? What you just said. Like the sneaky, we're going to just do sneaky shit all the time. Like, fuck the, you know, it comes, it comes from It comes from my dad not being a good dad. Mm -hmm. So we just, so the resentment uh, is It's a resentment. Yes. Exactly. Absolutely. I get it. It's, I a, get it. it's a vengeance. Yeah. It is a vengeance. And it's a taking his power. So, but look, but at the end, yeah. but at the end, like the suffering seems like it mostly came from what you, what you went through and what you were suffering. You know where I stand so, now? And right. So where I stand now, bro, right. is mm. that I realized he was suffering. Well, we know he was suffering, but no. how, it's not about no, him. You didn't know at the time. Yeah, you didn't, you didn't know? know that then. Oh, you found out. Like, no, no, not at fourteen. No, no, I that. didn't have the awareness. Oh, right. 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 So, so, so now when I, I think it. about it, dude, dude, you want to know what I really think? I mm. think the whole system was a sick system. Mm. I, my dad's weight and such. I mean, what normal weight woman would want to get mm. together with a guy that's morbidly obese, mm. right? Mm -hmm. That's already something's off there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then he's got like a fourteen-year-old son now. Yeah, I don't think setups there. The setups there. I thought about that. And my dad's subconscious too, right? Maybe for him, somewhere in his mind, he want he knew or wanted that all to go down so he wouldn't have to perform.
You say that too. You do I say on, that? Do, you speak on that. Do you think mm-hmm. did you don't think your that this when this was happening, your father had no knowledge? Maybe I or, think he asked you that. Mike asked you that question. Something similar to that. Yeah, it's more like it's more like levels of awareness or knowledge. Le- like mm-hmm. I think he knew right. Yeah, he but knew, he didn't right. allow himself to know. He didn't yeah, want, yeah. yeah right. The ego wow. part of him was like, That's I'm not gonna. Crazy. But I also think, listen, I don't oh. think. I don't, listen, I'm gonna say something, and, and maybe this might be too much for uh, a lot of dudes to maybe deal with or handle, I know or even women. Say. I already kind of know what you're gonna say. What? You, what? So, no, let him say it. Sorry. Sorry. No, no, no. I was gonna say that I think when it comes to. I think men have a lot of pressure on them to perform right. for women. Exactly. Well, I think it's a real powerful thing, and it goes everything from in the bed to mm-hmm. behavior, right? Behaviors, yeah. So some guys deal with it by saying, I'm not going to fucking give a woman anything. They're going to be on my terms, right? That's one way of dealing with it. Right. Other guys, right, they, they try to, like, overcompensate in one area. So I'm gonna give her a bunch of money, but I I don't feel like I'm not I don't have the the energy to have sex with her every night, mm. right? So I she got like ten thousand bucks, and some of those guys that with the ten thousand bucks, they might know that their woman is getting a little side piece here and there, and they might be okay with it because they don't want to deal with it. It's 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 kind of like 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 I'm not I hear what you're saying. Go ahead. It's kind of like the 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 in a the, in a relationship or a relationship that's starting or whatever. It's kind of like that guy, right? That wants to know where that woman is, like because I've experienced this. Like you want to know where that person is, and you want to know, and so like and 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 it's a trust issue with somebody within themselves, like the individual who might be insecure, or self-centered. I, I, I experienced this down the line, uh-huh. and what happens is that they go and they seek like like. And they go and they see, they almost see that, let me go check to make sure that everything is the way it's supposed to be. And they go check and everything's the way it's supposed to be, right? And they leave out like, fuck. Like, they kind of wanted it not to be the way it was supposed to be. Oh, eventually, they're going to find something not the way it's supposed to be. They're going to find something, but like, but but, but on who's, like, on on, on who's... uh, Wait, 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 let's let's back up for a second, because... All right, Vanessa, because you're you're the only woman in this piece. Oh, yeah. All right. So what I'm trying to get at is is that I don't think men give voice to the sexual pressure that they feel under to perform for the woman in their life. Like if you talk to any guy regular, we're all gonna be like, "Oh, you kidding me? I beat that shit up till it was black and blue. Yeah. Like she couldn't move. I was a hip replacement. But in real life, it's completely something different, right? Yeah. And sometimes, I mean, a women might, I mean, women, their energy might be like way more than a dude can handle. And I've had friends of mine uh, that, that they got a hot chick and she was, you know, hot to try in the beginning. And they were, that was the first time that they were getting together. And so they had an activity level that was super high. Right, mm-hmm. but then his started to fade a little bit, but hers just kept staying at the same level. Yeah. Wow. And at some point, he, he would never be able to bring himself to be like, "Listen, I just don't feel like fucking." Yeah, I didn't ever thought I would say this, but I'm fucked out. Yeah, right. Have you experienced yeah. or seen this dynamic from a woman's perspective? Good point. Uh, yes, I have. And I'm not trying to say with anybody you've been. With. I'm just saying, like, from a woman's point of view, like. I don't because we're so used to hearing the pressure men put on women. Like that's a that's and I'm not saying that's fake. That's true. We got all this pressure on women, right? Mm-hmm. But men rarely do we ever really discuss how much pressure we feel 
It's, um, I don't know if this answers what you're asking, but in short, uh, women, I don't, maybe I'm generalizing Go this, ahead. but women want to have sex with the same man thousands of times. And men want to have sex with thousands of different women once. Right. We're, yeah. That, and, but, 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 so, right. And then on top of all that, right, you also have for a guy, right, his estimation of his male power is being evaluated by himself. Like the pressure that he's feeling, he's thinking to himself, like, I got to be able to deliver every time, right? If there's any kind of fuck up, what does that say about me? Right. I'm mm-hmm. out the door. Right. Well, that's your that's your manhood. Right. Right. But we, I, I don't think this gets talked about. I really don't. Yes, that comes from us, but that also comes from women. It gets that does. About, it gets talked about amongst women. I know it does. Yes. I, my wife has said some shit behind the scenes about what her and her girlfriends talk mm-hmm. about. I'm like, guys need to hear this. They don't mm-hmm. know you're talking about our dicks. Well, they don't tu- know it. Please tune into my podcast, The Butterfly Effect. Right. <laughs> right. Because we will talk about it. Yeah. And so what I'm saying is, and so going back to the situation, right, mm-hmm. part of me thinks on some subconscious level, my dad wanted to take pressure off himself by allowing a younger, di- you know what I mean? And just not knowing and, but mm. making plenty of opportunity. He was always traveling on business right. and we were home alone. Same, same thing with my brother. My dad was always away. And like she, you know, and I would ask wow. her to buy me beer and While cigars. Cats yep. away, mm-hmm. the mice will play. I would get drunk. Your brother, if cigars. you're not taking, if you're not touching it up, oh, I'm gonna tell you I right mean, now. I'm probably sure. If she you're she not would. touching it up, somebody's touching it up. Right. Mm-hmm. right. Well, just remember that as a rule of thought, always. Yeah, but you, you know ain't what? There, bro. Somebody's gonna be there. Yeah, and but you know what's fucked up? Mm. What's wrong with that? Because mm-hmm. I think women mm-hmm. have an easier time seeing guys do that shit. Uh-huh. But they rarely does a, do women hold themselves accountable uh, for... But of course. What do you mean? Of course, they're not going to hold themselves accountable. Because they, you know, I've had lots of women friends. Because I, you know what? I've been studying women since I didn't have a mom. And since I want to get laid. And since I want a female attention. I spent a long time studying women. I don't say I know everything. And the way you study... Mm. I put it all in there, right? Yeah. And they all talk. And you know what? I noticed that it's really easy for them to talk about <laughs> living his best yeah, life, right. huh? Yeah. There's some guy <laughs> that can't be right. <laughs> he's a, he's cruising for a brother. We just got a uh, sourdough, go, sourdough, we'll sourdough just it. checked in. We'll right. But the point is, is that I don't think that women can, because if they embrace. Because women, I've noticed women can have a one-off night where something crazy happened. But it's not a regular and, it was, and they don't count it. Mm-hmm. Even, mm-hmm. If, even if it's kind of on a cheap mode. But it was, well, I, you know, it was a little, he was aggressive and I didn't. Uh, and I'm not yeah. saying there aren't guys that are doing bad shit. That's not what I'm saying. But I am saying that women can stray just as easily as a dude. Yeah. But they don't hold themselves as accountable, and that's made me distrustful of women. Wow, sure. Think about that, Lep. I'm, 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 I'm familiar with this. You hear that? You hear the dialogue well, is kind of like what you I'm, just I'm said. I'm familiar with this. Women want to have sex a but thousand you times you... with one man, and when men want to have sex, that's like the way it's laid out. But 
But we 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 but both know not the, all women think like that. Yeah. No, no, that's what I'm saying. But it's a man's a man's but, ego is different, man. Like if you have a woman that just like like does like this like it like like an off shot thing, like I'm just gonna go do it and not not expect nobody to be hurt behind it. Yeah. And the, even though like like the 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 man like if he were to get like information or whatever, and you know it, it, it would hurt bad, you know because you know I don't know because intentions when people get like in a relationship when people get together, everybody has if both the intentions are the same and everybody's running on like in the same you know thing then you have to like it's, it, it has to do with a lot of trust i yeah, have but, something uh, to say kind of please on this on back to you is and this bothered me when i was listening to go ahead please it at home is what if tables were turned and this was the man having sex with their 14 year old stepdaughter no way bro this, this no way it wouldn't would even be, be talking like so this. what why stuff. is it okay no. he didn't that he says it was abuse he always says i was being uh abused. yeah but it everyone, took me a long time to get there but everyone do you see how we're speaking like oh wow you had sex with your stepdaughter? yeah you're 100 percent right but if this was the other way around, we would be like, oh, hell I'll tell, no. I'll tell you. I'll tell, I tell you. About the whole time. The whole I tell time, you. I, I, did he, he go to jail? Did he I, do all time? Why do they do that? I'm no, I'm going to tell you, you're 100% right. And yeah. I listen to it but like why do, you're why do men do that? Right. Why do, I, I, why do they do that? Hold on, hold on. Don't worry about why. I don't know. Humans are fucked up. But here's the thing. Hey. You're right, and it wasn't until... That supports the dialogue. That's why nobody does, because that supports that dialogue. That right. guys are dogs. Right. That's right. That's why they don't. Right. It supports it, that. It just made me, it and, made me and, sad. and it undermines the victimhood of women. Like, if women, if there's mm. sexual predator women, mm-hmm. then that dialogue's got to change a little bit. Mm. And I tell you what, man, I've read some shit. Right, anyway, the point is, is... is that didn't occur to me until my sister turned 12. When my sister turned 12, mm. and I was like... I was 15 with the 32-year-old. Right. If my sister was 15... That's not okay either. No. Mm. If my it was sister, real good, though. I, I still don't look at it as abuse. See, I think Big Lux... Mm. Listen, Big Lux is in I, one discussion. I hoped that that would happen, and it did. I hoped that it For would happen, and it did. Right. Okay. See. Right? But <laughs> it's still... No, but she was your stepmom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nah. <laughs> yeah, so yours is different. But listen, but what I'm saying is, no. is that when I started thinking about my sister, I was like, if I saw a 30 year old dude hanging around my, even my 16 year old right. sister, right? Yeah. Right. Of not course. even nothing. I'd be like, get the fuck out of here. What yeah. are you doing? Go, go get Fast. somebody your own age. What, yeah. you got to play mind games with this person? Damn, dude. And then, and then I was that guy with Gabby, you know? Right. I was that guy with Gabby. Right. But I didn't see myself as that guy because I had never dated young. It was a one time we're really feeling each other. But other people like it's always like that, man. It's always like that. You doing? You know, but you're the last one to find out. It's always like that, bro. A lot of times, people that get in those situations, they don't see it. You can't get in that situation unless you believe in the energy that's between. Like it's got to be more. You got to supplement the story with an extra thing. You know, it's so. I think everybody finds it's. Uh, you know, man, it, I don't think there's, I mean, yeah, people just get so hung up on this, what's appropriate and what's not for everyone. Else. Listen, I, I can just tell you, look, it's real clean and simple for me. What is it? All right. I'm not going to talk to anybody about what they're doing. Yeah. All right. You want to, you know, fuck a hole in the ground, go ahead. I don't know. I don't care. I really don't care. Somebody Genuine. will want to do that. Somebody is doing it right, right. now okay. as we talk. Okay. Right. Okay. <laughs> but I look at my daughter. All right. 
and I go like this. What kind of a fucking adult needs to have somebody that's not a match mentally that they got to get around that and have an over power aspect? Because when you're when you're when you're when you're thirty and you're dealing with a fourteen year old boy, you're in control of that boy. But yeah, you're you. I think that a lot of times when they take a look at stuff like that, there's a number of reasons. I'm not saying I know all of them. Yeah, one of them is that a person that would feel like maybe they have no control over their own life needs a life to control. <laughs> How about this? What if somebody who had been Sexually abused by someone of the opposite sex uh-huh. wants to feel like they're, they're in the, the position that, of power. Now that's another one, right? And how about it's as simple as uh, your dad just wasn't around or wasn't feeling that void. And she really was married to you. You were the one that was going to provide that. Yeah. And well, he listen, provided something listen else. to this. As I went through my life and I reflected and did a lot of work, I saw that I was a male supplement to my dad. Right, and she was just getting what she needed. Not even, in order in a, to, not even in a sexual situation. Right, right? Yes. Yeah. in a health Emotional, situation. Yeah. Yes. No, I'm saying for my dad. If yes. I did better than you him, could handle these other things that he couldn't for him. He didn't have to control himself if his son was more successful than him, because obviously he was doing something right. I was, I was, I was the discipline piece for him. He could continue to drunk and fuck off his health. As long as the son, and he actually told me that a couple times. Oh, I must have done something right. Yeah, you, you see that right. too. So I realize now that my dad had, every, every human being doesn't have it all. Was like an extension of you in a way? Yeah, my, I was an extension of him. Right. So he, he was like a giant fluff bot that talked loud and tough. And he was missing like a central piece. So his son was this like extra little piece orbiting him to make him feel complete and relieve the pressure of him having to change his own life. Mm. That's what that was. Mm. Wow. That's, that's what that that's, that's what deep. that was. So but listen, I think about today's kids and I think about a lot of single parents and I th- wonder about it. Like for even like if you're a mother and you got a son, right? Mm-hmm. How much of your son as a mother, how much of your son is a supplement to you? Like, you're missing certain things. Uh, cor- dude, like, it was prevalent. It was prevalent even, like, uh, it was prevalent in, like, uh, when you talk- growing up in my household. Right. My dad wasn't there. Right. I was doing things and tied emotionally to my mom. Emotionally. As, the, as, as you know, unhealthy, in an unhealthy way. Yes. She would bring things and come to my council as yeah. I'm a fucking 10-year-old boy. Now I'm gonna do you one cr- exactly, and then, and then she's exchanging and dumping huge, huge, huge things mm. that aren't even nowhere appropriate, right? For me, right, to be helping her work through, right? You know what I'm saying? So, I yeah. totally get so that. So on a yes, brother, yes. So think about Sean. Now Sean's situation is different. Sean's situation is he's not a supplement to either of his parents. True. Right. What do you make of that? His parents, like, were never together, and they, he bounced back between them, and they pretty much gave him, like, the food and the things, and then gave him zero supervision. 
Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. it wasn't a thing. And like his, and, and, uh, did your mom ever cry on your shoulder and ask you for emotional support and all that stuff? No. No. So, like, think about Sean's situation. So you're a supplement. I'm a supplement. I think on that level, that supplement underneath that I think you think like well at least I'm needed for something like they need me for something right right? there's a connection there even though it's unhealthy right but for Sean who's kind of put in a remote space by his parents God that's what I wanted Sean that's I wanted that I wanted to be left alone Sean tell tell him the reality of what that's like I mean you you develop it's lonely right well, I ended up being alone anyways. Yeah, but tell them what the what the level of loneliness is for a guy like you. I, I was mean, alone. Didn't matter. Go ahead. Right. But I mean, uh, it, I felt I always felt like a burden. <sighs> you know, like uh like I was at like my desires inside like being my attention, the attention that I wanted. I couldn't vocalize because that was too much to ask for. What was it that you wanted? Was it just to be to be recognized? Yeah, to be around my my family, to be around my mom, to get you know attention and talking to and all he that just stuff. wanted him there. Presence. Yeah, he just wanted him now. At some point, his parents were like always gone, like and they would leave him home for like days on end. Would you get left for days on end? Yeah, I would get left with no parent. Yeah, how old are you? I mean, twelve or whatever. Imagine leaving Birdie. 12? Imagine yeah. leaving Birdie alone in a house for days. For days, yeah. At twelve. Years I mean, old, you know, a couple she, of days or whatever. Right, right, right. Yeah. Two, Still, days. yeah. So, think bro, about that. If you left me alone at that age, at that age, bro, twelve, I'd have burned some shit down. The fucking, it would have been all bad. I could not be left alone. Think about, well, think about yeah, let me ask you a different question. What kind of a mother would leave her 12-year-old son alone for a couple of days? First off, I'd never leave my child alone at that age for any amount of days, male or female. Right. Um, I maybe left my daughter for a day, like in the daytime. Right, you know? like at but, work. Yeah, but not overnight, none of that. And a couple of days together. No, no, I would never do that. Yeah, okay. I got I, I here. So think about this, bro. Let's he, go get them. No, no, we'll listen. No, no, listen. So, 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 listen. So, so think about old Blue Eyes. Like, he just said he just wanted, like, what other kids were getting. Like, the mom to hold him on the lap and kiss him and snuggle him and say, I love you. It's going to be okay. But listen, instead, instead, he got neglected. Sounds like it. That's what it sounds like. But think about this. That, so you're not, so w- your situation isn't good either. Your mom's putting all the stuff on you, but she needs you. Mm-hmm. Right? It's an unhealthy thing, but it's like, well, I'm special to somebody. I'm special. And that special aspect, bro, that's that's in you. That's carried you. You, Dude, yeah. I was just talking to somebody. I can't remember. What, we were talking about you. And we were saying, everybody loves you. Everybody, I don't know what it is about you. You're not a perfect guy. Da 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 da. Ba 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 ba. But at the end of the day, everybody loves Steve. Mm. People want to be in your orbit. People want to fucking 
have you be a part of their project. I mean, I don't even know if, I mean, you might be able to. I might be completely wrong. I don't know if you could understand what it would be like to be a nothing the way that maybe Sean felt when he was a kid. God, I felt like that for a long time in ways. Did you? Just the invisible. So I, I, that. Now, I wasn't putting it, though, like, even in me feeling invisible, there was a home where I'm being visible. Right. But to, if the home had me invisible and then I felt like the world had me invisible, I would just feel completely like I don't exist in many ways, man. That would be awful. Sean. Yeah. He said, yeah. <laughs> What's up? See? Like we're getting close to something and you can see yeah. it's starting to... I think because we all kind of felt invisible to, in the world uh, at times, right? No. I oh, never did. Okay, I did. I felt invisible in the world at times. So I would hate to feel that way okay. coming into the house and then just being like, okay, well, I'm just invisible everywhere. Dude, I was thinking about something. And Sean and I were talking about that. There was a period of time in parenting where it was like if they went to work and did their job, they should be able to just come home and be left alone. Yes, man. But I was telling Sean. I know I'm, that whole shit, dude, already. So I told Sean, I go, think about what that's communicating to the kid. Child shouldn't speak until he's fucking you. But think about what that's communicating. Two couple, More fucking bullshit for them to carry on with, right? Think about this. It's saying to the kid mm -hmm. that my obligation as a parent uh -huh. begins and ends with my job. Yeah, I'm on a time. Mm. It's a clocking in. And like, if you wanted to raise the next generation of worker bots, you would show them and model for them behavior where, you know what, all this family pressure and obligation you got to deal with, the people you don't like in your household, mm. you can actually get rid of all that if you go to work. And if you go to work, Society's gonna back you up with don't fucking sweat me. I put in my work. So All let right, me sit right, in my lazy boy right. and fucking rust away with a fucking beer. We've talked about that. Yeah. Yeah. You're, and you're a thousand percent right. I will say this, only because we're on the subject. I don't yeah. feel like I have to say this. Yeah. In the midst of all that, of these different dynamics that we're saying we have, yeah. a thing that I felt was missing for me at home. Was the I don't think was the the idea of safety, right? I've said it from the beginning. Once I was pulled out and put into, it already felt unsafe, right? Then they pull us out and put us in foster care out of nowhere, right? Mm. Now this whole thing of like coming home and like home is safe. <sighs> home is where you rest. Home is where nobody can get you. Home is, or your parents. You can trust your parents, right? They want what's best for you, man. I kind of halfway trusted my sister. <laughs> she picked on me shit and right. fucking, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. She and then that rough. was it, man. Like, I was on my own. Right. I was on my own. And I loved being at other people's house. Because I like being around, like, this feeling of a family and safe and all that. But in my home, I didn't know if it was going or coming. It was all bad. So that, that was my real problem, not protecting a child. Not providing the space for a child to be a child. When you are robbed of that or taken from that, and me and my sister both were in a lot of ways, 
I think it's unfair. It's unfair to put all that on a kid. It's unfair to not let a kid be a kid and have experience of being a kid. And I think that's one of the things that I wanted and attempted to do with Jessica, mm. with our kids. Mm. One thing we would make sure was that there wasn't some weird uncle fucking, you know, mm. uh, babysitting our kid. There wasn't right. times and spaces where we didn't know exactly where our kid was and who with and what for and, like, all that, man. Like, making sure that my child has enough to grow up with in this world but they don't have motherfuckers trying to tuck their shirts in and be weird and right. all that is enough so but see the reason why I when, say- when you don't do that or when you lack or you fall short on that yeah i have a problem with that and and i think that maybe i, I okay good i was just gonna say that in our show and in 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 in, in sean's orbit right it's real easy to overlook sean he's quiet he fucking you are quiet. Yeah. Why are you making the face? No. Uh, you, it, go ahead, man. Go ahead. Listen, Sean's whole thing is right. Is neglected. He's 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 not in the thing and whatever. And it's easy. You and I are kind of like like attention is our best friend. Yeah. Like we had no problem with that. I hate attention. But, <laughs> so, so sometimes it seems like Sean's like you know. From the outside, that he's stable and calm, and everything's going great. cool, calm and collected. And and it also because in his story, you don't hear a lot about like him getting jacked off by some weirdo. Or I had to throw one jack off stuff right, right, right. and like getting drunk or someone putting firecrackers in his pants or whatever. You don't hear any of that, right? But the more that I've gotten to know, and it has been my honor to get to know Sean. I'm not even saying you, you, that as I'm no, not making a mockery. No, I'm not making a mockery that. of this. Please don't make a mockery of this. An honor to get to know him. I have learned more and more just how dark and lonely and painful it oh, is for Sean on the inside. Damn, and and how much of a blessing it is that his son came into his life. Oh, for sure. Okay. Saved his life. Probably. But I'm saying that Sean will never really... It takes... Dude, we're in this thing, bro, where we would talk about this shit, right? And then, like, you got to understand, Sean, how, ma- how much analysis does it take for us to go from your first comment in the leadership thing to the finally, like, getting down to, like, what the real thing is? Oh, yeah. I mean, it takes a little... Yeah, layers and layers. Like, when you first talk like to Sean... Like onion. Dude. Right. Like an onion. Start on the top. So he's got Since a couple, you He's been in so many programs. He's got the whole fucking thing. Wired. He's got it wired. But the point is, is that he, so he'll, you'll first, it'll be like, yeah, I don't know. I don't really connect with that. <laughs> right. And then, it, then, then I gotta be like, all right. And then we start working it down. Right. And my whole thing is, is letting it go from a joke or a, or a mean way of saying it, but trying to ask questions to get them to a place of seeing the larger, deeper implications. And then at some point we hit like this, Vein where he finally lets out like So 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 I just want to put it out there because everybody knows our pain. I'm mean, like and people are interviewing us about our shit. But like I want people to understand that there's a reason why Sean is in this trifecta. That's right. And he's got damaged Benas. <laughs> <laughs> So Vanessa, to yes. get a flavor of this thing, right? So in the, like one of the things that we're dealing with is like, so what is an initially a bad 
what you consider a bad hand that you were dealt? Like between yeah. the ages of one and eight. Yeah. Like what's the top one where you're like, yeah, that was a bad hand. Like it's right. Wait, wait, wait. Back up. What do you mean? Before you were born. You want to start at the beginning, yeah. beginning? Yeah, yeah. I Before thought that might have been a little esoteric for like people who aren't. I mean, if we're not going to walk through the whole thing. We're not going to walk through okay, the whole okay, thing. Okay, okay. We're just going to go piece. Right. From one to eight, what was the number one bad negative hand that you were dealt by life? So from one years old to eight years old? Yeah, like what was the thing? Um... That negatively impacted you, maybe even kind of like fucked you up for a minute. Where it's probably like probably taking me away from my dad when I was five. Okay, so 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 wait wait, so that's the one taking you away from your dad when you were five, mm-hmm. right? Then we go into so what what did that do to you? It's it's because uh, see when you ask me this direct question and I have to think about it, that would be my answer. But however. My my mom did what was best for me. Right? I'm not asking you to protect your mom. No, no, no. Right. Okay. All right. So, really? but I still got to see my dad. So it wasn't. Like- I'm not asking you all that bullshit. It was a quick question, and you gave an answer, and that was taking me away from my dad. What did that do to you? Mm, it. Well, I didn't have my father figure daily. So that. So I I was I felt like I. I had both of my parents, but I didn't. So I was, I, like on Father's Day and father-daughter events, you know, I didn't have my dad there. I just felt like I was missing something. So what did that do to you? How did that impact you emotionally? Um, well, I'm sure that I was sad a lot of the times. I mean, now that I'm thinking about it, those, those instances... Um, where I just wish that he could come pick me up from school or come to a, a parent-teacher conference instead of always being my mom. So just, um, I don't know how to answer that. Just like lacking, like I was missing something. So the issue here, right, we would go, we would go further. We're not going to do it here, but we would go further to find out what, what it is. Because you're saying it and you're like, you know what it is and you're having a a little bit of difficult yeah. time putting words to it, yes. but you're missing something. Then we would track down. Okay, and so how did that affect you? If you get to the bottom line of you saying like, well, you know, honestly, I had a lack of confidence to a certain extent because I wasn't, I didn't come from a whole place, and as a result, I wasn't able to be as focused, or, or I had, you know, you know, an inability to trust men, or I, yeah. okay. you know, I. At some point, you know, I, I had an unhealthy need to have a, an older, larger, stronger man come scoop me up or, you know, something like that, right? So yes. the, point of the, the, okay. the point is we get through all that. Okay. Then one... <laughs> Sean's Why are you laughing, Sean? <laughs> <laughs> Sean's just a funny guy. So then when you, when you turn it, right, you go, okay, so that... And so what that becomes is the story. It's, it's not that it's not true. It is true. I understand. What you, do you understand? You said a couple of things. So I did feel my entire childhood, I can't even remember when I didn't feel like I was good enough ever. For there anything. you go. But yet I excelled. That is it. But I excelled at everything, but I never felt like I was good enough ever. Big, big, big luck. Do you see how she said that? Luck? that w- I mean, big luck. Do you see how she said that? Yeah, I listen. 
No, no, no. I'm saying, did you see how she said right. that? She did. She that was like a real thing. Yeah. There was a, even a flash of anger in your eyes Not when you go, I fucking never felt like I was good enough, even though I excelled at everything right. I did. Yeah, never. I there never was felt. an ang- There was like a fire right yeah. there. Mm-hmm. Thanks, Shumahan. <laughs> is that? But the point of the matter is, is no, yes, okay, all right, so, right. And so then, you know, we would track it down to find out, like, what was the piece that really caused that? Right now, you're saying, well, I was taken away from my dad, but maybe, maybe that isn't really it. Maybe more to it is is that your mom's got high standards and you never fucking were able to make it, mm-hmm. right? She thought she was doing a good thing, yeah, by putting an insecurity in you. Or whatever you want to call it, yep. that would drive you to be the person you are today. Mm-hmm. But problem with that is, is that no matter how much you did, you never felt that peace. Yeah. Right. Yes. Right. Mm-hmm. Then we take mm-hmm. that story, which is true, mm-hmm. and look at the other side of it. Mm-hmm. Like, what did you get from that? Mm. What did you actually learn? If you were to say, "My mom drove a hot poker insecurity in me, so I was never fucking satisfied," mm. and as a result, I I haven't had a wink of real rest since I was four. Mm-hmm. Despite everything I've done. Right? And that doesn't sound good. But how did that actually help you? Oh. Well, I I was accomplished even when I was in my darkest times. Kind of kind of like you, not as accomplished, like with the diplomas and all of that, but I never quit not one thing. Whatever it was, it could be something as minimal as like a soccer game or it could be nursing school when I was full blown in my alcoholism. I still showed up to every single class. I still got the grades. I still graduated, became a nurse. I did all of that. And I never, ever stopped doing anything because I had to accomplish it. No matter what I was going through. It didn't matter. Right. So, okay. So one thing you could say for sure is, right. I didn't allow my other sides to stop me from achieving, mm-hmm. right? And also, I could ask you, do you know or are you aware of any examples where the person did have that sense from their mother that they were good enough and they never achieved anything? Like, like let me ask you a question. You ever dated any guys whose moms were like, you know what, huh, son? No matter what you do, mama's going to love you. And those guys were not able to turn that love into real success and achievement. Have you ever seen that? I mean, I don't know if I've dated anybody particularly. I mean, I know what you're speaking of. Do you think it's even possible for somebody to get all the love from their parents and still be a loser? uh, Yes. You see that a lot with, with, well, I'll just, because it's an easy example, you know, the children of famous people. Sure. That are, you know, die of overdoses or are in the program of Alcoholics Anonymous or addicted. You know, they that, were given everything on a silver platter on top of a silver platter. Right. And then, and then have you ever seen situations where the person was given everything on a silver platter and they and they did succeed? Yeah. I'm, I mean, I, I, just because you're asking me, I can't think of it off the top of my head. But, yes, I'm sure that there is. So even based on our discussion right here, there may not be a relationship between success or feeling good about yourself and what kind of parental love you got. You can get some parents that give their kids everything, 
And the parent, the kid, for whatever reason, doesn't ever, it's a fuck up. But are you talking about material things? Like no, a I'm good education? About, I'm asking you, have you ever seen anybody who had like parents that loved them, supported them, came to all their games, and they still were like mediocre? I have. I know yeah. I have. I mean, yes, I have. Right. Seen that, yes. So there's not a relationship necessarily between, I'm not saying there's none. But it might not be the defining one because you got say that. examples on all sides. You got some people yeah. who had were raised by wolves with iron tits, and they became amazing. Well, then you, oh, I mean, but what you're saying right now, I, I understand. I would have to say I have to interrupt and say. Go that. ahead. I've seen more people that had it rough and come from nothing make something out of themselves than I've seen somebody that came from everything. The, expound upon it because right they didn't have to ever survive but but here's the deal fight here's the deal so i'm not a, i'm agreeing with that so what i'm saying though is is that it's not a one-to-one no no mm-hmm. right you said no. you just said it though it's not it might not be defining but there is there is a there is an influence there can be but what's the so for somebody who was driven by a mother who you're never going to be good enough you're never Sorry, Vanessa, I'm going to hit the grave and you have never fully done it in my eyes. Mm-hmm. And that's driven you. Yeah. And it's an unhappy place at times. But on the flip side, right, you, you did learn, you've learned a couple of things. You've learned, I'm not going to quit on anything no matter how fucked up things get. Mm-hmm. Right? I can't, I can't do that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It wasn't a choice. Yes, you just said it. I can't do that. That wasn't even a choice. Right. But also, you're starting to come to grips with, and you might not have fully articulated this, that it's not a, you've learned, you're starting to learn, you're starting to see that seeking approval from an outside source mm-hmm. ain't going to do it. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Validation? Oh, yeah. Validation, seeking validation almost killed me. That might have been the even better lesson that you learned from your mom. Mm-hmm. She sent you on a path of validation, and as such, you spent a lot of time thinking about what kind, who, yeah. mm-hmm. how, mm-hmm. and you're starting to come to a place of like, wait a minute, it ain't about the outside. Yeah, no, absolutely. I and almost died recent. over. Yeah, this is exactly. Recent. Yeah, you know, I'm gonna be 40 years old, and this is recent. So this is the stuff that Sean and I are talking about Man. Wednesday night, every night, every Wednesday night. We get on the fucking horn, come hell or high water, and we fucking do this. And we work we work through all this shit. And we've so been it's doing like it your for own, two years. It's like your own therapy group? It's We consider the leadership thing. Yeah. <laughs> but okay, it does so. come in. I mean, dude, we went through the whole David Goggins book. We had fucking post-its on the mirror days of the week and doing push-ups. And so then, it's just you two? No, it's me. And they're him, part of a group. My Where sister. How do you do it? Uh, through the Zoom. My oh, cool. sister. Give me the link. And King Salmon. Oh, yeah, I want the link. Oh, this King Salmon. I've heard of him before. My cousin. Paints his nails. Yeah. It drives me crazy. Oh, my mm-hmm. God. That was the greatest episode of my life. <laughs> <laughs> both of them. Both of these guys. What does he do? 
he paints his nails. Oh yeah, I know a lot of people that do that. And Sean, you know what? I don't, I don't want him to have to get up and leave. So we'll he's already about. starting to go. Look at his face. <laughs> look. Yeah, look at his yeah. tired eyes. Chokers and fucks with you. Nail polish. Sean, why does that fuck with you? It's a whole. It's a whole like episode. It's like a whole episode where oh, they get into like it. A pink choker. With <laughs> Do you remember I asked you who like is King Salmon? Right, right. I, I, I was so confused, and I asked I've him. Met him yeah. I've met him. I've met him. I just don't remember. Yeah, I mean, you paint your anyway. fucking nails. It's cool. Hey, right? dog, look at like <laughs> this guy walks up to you, and he looks like. A guy that works at Big Five, right? A salesman <laughs> from the floor of Big Five. Oh, and as he approaches, he's dad. got a fucking purple fucking choker around his neck. <laughs> a fucking nail polish on. <laughs> and his son following. Like, yeah. What father are you trying to do? <laughs> okay. Dude, that was so good when you were like, like I feel like man. I'm sitting next to Tina Turner. Yeah. <laughs> that was a great yeah. Anyway, listen. Ovana Bowen, LLP. <laughs> Tomahawks. Law, Man, that was like zero. That, I thought we were somewhere around 100 miles an hour. We just came to. A I don't know. Sean <laughs> kicked it off. Hey, we were going. We this is probably like a two-hour show, three-hour show. Yeah, two hours. We might break this into two. Long shot leadership, right? Has got to watch. Big I'm Steve. listening to this show. At, as soon as I leave here, yeah, I'm plugging in. Right. I'm rolling up the windows and I'm listening. This show sounded fantastic, Jumahan. Thank you, sir. And 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 I expect nothing else from it. I think if I had a podcast, you'd be fucking one of my first guests. I'd be bringing on the show. I mean, uh, dude, I, I think you're fascinating. Yeah, you have though. a podcast, and I was the first <laughs> guest. <laughs> what are you I forgot. <laughs> hey, you are you when you were just being you. Yeah. Yeah, that's what. You know, you're asking me, how does that make you feel? How does that make you feel? Ran <laughs> to the shower. With How's it make you feel, man? She she said she cried. Other people cried. Mike Stein when it goes on. No, and on dude. About at the end, crying. he gives Chumon so much props. And that's just you being you. So you weren't putting on an act. You nope. were simply sharing with people yeah. your life. Yeah. It has that type of effect on people. How does that make you feel? Or what's that say to you about your 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 life? That I'm just at the beginning of something really big. Something really big that's going to help others and be entertaining and educational, and it's going to be about real life. I love it. And that the situation that I'm in with my daughter and my wife Mm -hmm. is evidence of a lot of growth for me. And that the way out of my pain... Mm -hmm is allowing my family to discipline me. Mm-mm-mm. Allowing my responsibilities and family to discipline me. And that if you want your dreams to come true, let it change you. Let it let it tr- burn off all the bullshit because you can't be the same person. Right. Let it take hold of you and let it strip you. So you can become one with it. So you can be the person that's living that life. Now you can't. You can't fake it. Man, good shit, you mom. Mm-hmm. No, at the end, Mike is like, he's like, I, I, I've only known you for like four days, but I'm gonna be your friend forever. I don't yeah. know what he's like. At the oh, end, he was so impressed. <laughs> it was. It was really cool. Avando uh, uh, Bowen. Avando Bowen. Uh, we wear braids to court. Uh, I want to say, take a take a fucking get ready because the art of war is coming, and it's read by 
one of the greatest warriors of all time, Steve Lucky Luciano, recorded by one of the greatest recording engineers <laughs> of all ever. time. Absolutely. Sean O. Blue Eyes. And it's co-narrated by one of the greatest attorneys and screenplay writers to ever, ever grace the buttons of a computer. That's true. Bowen. That's true. And uh, we just knocked out another chapter, and it was a phenomenal chapter. Bro. Yes, it was. A great one. Yeah. One of the best so far. Yep. Uh, oh, by the way, let me throw this out there, yes, too. Yes, please. Sean, Sean is making anthologies that people can go on to Patreon and purchase for a very minimal price. Mm-hmm. Anthologies of the show. One of the anthologies is going to be the Graffiti Writers anthologies. We're co- collecting in a condensed form for everybody the shows that we already had with all the Graffiti Writers. Put it up on Patreon. Pittance fucking for a pittance. Awesome. And all that. So, money. wait a minute. Back up a minute. Go ahead. Let me get this clear. So, our listeners can, like, maybe tune into, like, a genre of lifestyles and maybe listen not to one particular they thing tune, if they want. Not only can they tune into it, but they can own it. They can wow. take it and they can have it all in one sitting. So, if you want to hear, like, a huge chunk of history and, and philosophy of the all the risk, dice one. Uh, Vile One, Cell, like the originators. You're going to hear them all together. And I'm going to tell you something. There's a value to having those shows in one package. Yes. Because you can cross-reference and you can compare and see what different artists are thinking. That's why universities put together anthologies. And that's why the Hard Luck University is putting together real anthologies, starting with the Graffiti Writers, which you can own, uh... We're only going to make it a couple of bucks, and all those bucks are going to go into building a bigger and better studio. That's right, a bigger and better show. That's yep. right. That's right. And stay tuned for Butterfly Effect by Vanessa. That's right. Right? All right. Butterfly right. Effect the, by Vanessa. She's uh, in the Hard Luck family, and she's putting out her podcast. And it's she's she's got a whole bunch of people writing in to tell her what they want to hear about. You're going to hear about... Hard nurse stories right. you're going to hear that, about. Is that about 30 days away? I don't know how long that's about. It doesn't, it could be. Is it, not, is it somewhere around the 30, 45 days away before that podcast? Be, by, based on the way you're saying it? Yeah, maybe. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but it, it's, it's, it's going like, to be like. Two I was hoping weeks. people were going to yeah. jump out with a hard line date. Well, oh. Okay. Do we have a date? Well, you we better get one. SAP. ASAP. Right. The sooner yeah. the better. ASAP. And we'll have Jesus throw it up so everybody who knows can see it. Because you know what? Yes. Just because. Yeah, I'm, I'm ready. I'm excited. Yeah. I'm All locked right. and loaded. Oh, I know you're <laughs> locked and I know you're <laughs> loaded. <laughs> well, I'm not loaded Sean? anymore. But <laughs> well, Sean at movementmental.com. You're walking in with an empty pistol. Your podcasting needs. Thanks. You're walking in. Thanks. You're walking in. Thanks for making room. Oh, go ahead, please. Uh, Sean at movemental.media. Oh, bro. <laughs> you We're doing shout outs right now. Oh, I didn't say that. All right, shout outs. We're doing it again. Go ahead. You got shout outs? Yeah. Go for yeah. it. After you. I already did mine. All right. Well, Twice. I, yeah. I'm trying to get you through. But it. I want to hear it again. Yeah, Third time. Sean at movemental.media for all your podcasting and audio needs. Just hit up Sean. All blue eyes. That's right. Help Are you, you ready? prepare for your yeah, podcast show. Okay, Any type it. of help producing, help yeah. recording. Yeah. Get it, Sean. Yeah. He is a master I at this. Don't wear braids, but uh, I'll try but my best. He's done. braided his pubes. But right. he That's has right. 
He has those blue eyes. Vanessa, thank you for coming down today. Oh, thank you for right. having me. We are going to have so everybody thank uh, you. playing close attention to and, and anticipating the butterfly effect, yes, right? Yes, thank love you. Yes. So thank I you for coming it. down today. It was Stay great. Stay tuned. Thank you. Lep Dog, any shout out? Wait, Vanessa, do you have any shout outs? Just shout out to the Hard Luck Show. I love you guys. You guys are a, a trifecta that I was talking about earlier. Yeah. It's, it's, um, it's good stuff. And shout out to House of Hope. Um, right. The women, so, House of Hope, saved my life. Right. And shout out to just the women in my life, my five besties that I've had for 30 plus years, yeah. my foundation. Um, shout out to you guys. You know who you are. Love you. Yeah. Nice. OG Lepke. OG Lep. You know, an old oh, man boy. once told me, an old man uh, once told me, he goes, hey, hey youngster, it's better to be a nobody than a somebody. Yeah. But we were in a situation where. Where it was, it was, it was one of those situations where it was better to be a nobody than somebody. I got a shout out to uh, anybody that's in the struggle on the streets. If you're homeless and you need help, give us a, a, a DM me at OG Lepke. You could, um, man, I'm I, you know I, I'm approachable. You know, so if you want, just DM me if you're struggling with addiction, behavior, gang banging, or whatever you want to do. You know, shout out to all the impact. Network and to, uh, Soul Assassins always DJ Mugs cartoon yeah. Estevan Oreo and uh, and those guys that help Estevan you know I, uh, Renee and Thousand Words Renee and Mario the man Thousand I, Words yeah, guy give them yeah. a sh- give them a shout out and a shout out to Vanessa for coming down and and putting her new show in the, you know the butterfly effect I support that hell yeah. 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 And I truly I, believe in my heart that this will be a, a different platform from this show. <laughs> Yeah, because you guys need some different flavor. It's getting old. I got people telling me that. It's they just need the, to nah, it's, I don't know if it's a different flavor. Just the woman's touch. Right, the woman's touch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I see what That's a woman's a cool touch, touch has done for Lepke. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, yeah. 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 It, it ain't been a whole lot of touching, yeah. but it's been a woman's touch. <laughs> um, and a shout out to Hector's house. Yeah, we give a shout out to Impact Sober to Hector's house. Shout out to all those guys in the struggle. How come everything you say to me left has yeah, like yeah. a little eyebrow raise with oh, you? You don't, you don't say anything just straight to me anymore. It's what? always like, hey. Why does my eyebrow move? I don't know. You go like this. Hey, you know, it's not a burner and the whole Cookies family. Uh, vibes, Vibes family. What's up? And. We've got new product dropping. We're running a promotion this weekend. Go to www.supermaxhardware.com. Uh, check that out. Keep your ears and eyes open for the Heart of War um, audio books and Hard to Kill H2K. Got that rolling. Hey, uh, also, a new sponsor for the show premium sponsor, Pulpo Beard Oils. Pulpo Beard Oils. These guys. Yeah. And Enzo's Pizzeria. Go right. ahead. Start with Pulpo. I was just going to say, Lep, we got some big socks as a, uh, as an honorary from Pulpo Beard Oils. They sent some socks. They said, tell Big Lep we got them covered. Yeah, yeah. Check it out. I put their I put their beard oils in my braids. Yeah, we got them both for you and your girl. There you go. Pulpo Beard Oil. Listen, you want to stop smelling like shit? You want to fucking be a man? You want to take care? You want to be dapper? There ain't no fucking oil in here. What's going no, on? No, it's some right here. Oh, okay. They do the whole thing. I'll show you their page. Uh, yeah, but it's good. Hey, yeah. Do you know that, dude? Marsola? Yeah, they bought Calco. Calco. And like we but do Calco's all this time. Here. Yeah, Pulpo. No. <laughs> oh, Blue Eyes, no. Don't do it. Pulpo. Adios, amigos.
from the Hard Luck Show.